Sign up with BetMGM Sports using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 Moneyline wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Hi, Foos. So, hello. It's episode two hundred and twenty-five. What's crackling? Oh, you know it's Easter's and stuff. Foos. Easter's and stuff. That's right. And and it's Podzilla number fourteen on the Foo Bar Show. Foos. Yeah. But foist. Find a bunch of cool Foo Bar Show merch at tpublic.com. Find tons of new merch items like totes, travel mugs, magnets, baseball tees, and regular tees. In tons of new colors and styles. Go to our merch page found at foobarshow.com to check that all out. And also, click on the link to SoCal Rock Band, The Fallen Electric, at the bottom of foobarshow.com for music and merch. Also through Tee Public, like the shirt I'm wearing right now. Add The Fallen Electric's music to your Spotify or Apple Music playlist today. And lastly, ALF Live Events, man. Whether you'd like to host your next virtual event or you're ready to go live in person or give in the times, foos! In a socially responsible manner, ALF can help you do it right. They pride themselves in being masters of audio, visual, and lighting solutions. Most recently, foos, they've become masters of virtual events, meetings, partnering with their clients to produce live events in a socially safe environment. Go to ALFLEI.com to get their contact information. They can be contacted via phone call or email for any questions on how they can help you produce a flawless event. That's ALF Live Events at ALFLEI.com. That's ALFLEI.com. And now, without further ado, Foos, episode 225, here we go. From Filthy Martini Studios in Ontario, California, it's Listening to the Foo Bar Show. Thanks for hitting subscribe and remember to rate, review, and tell your friends like a champ. You can always reach us and check out our merch at foobarshow.com. That's F double O bar show.com. And search F double O bar show on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out, drop us a line, and we'll foo it up like a couple of foos. Ain't that right, foos? See, foos. Yeah. On tap today, we have Podzilla number four. 14 is 14 is that is that right 14 sounds about right yeah man podzilla uh now we're sans foo and like we said on the previous show uh we don't know if this could be done without the foo but we're gonna give it a shot and something tells me we're gonna do a great job ain't that right josh uh uh foo (laughs) i think you're setting expectations way too high and i don't think i can perform under these conditions the best podzilla we've ever had everyone (laughs) no pressure and then we're going to talk a little bit about uh you know captain that's not captain falcon just falcon and winter soldier captain falcon some other cat and (laughs) (laughs) as well as a little music highlights and some food facts to close it off for the day so i don't know it could be a two hour and a half episode it could be one hour and a half who knows so buckle on buckle in buckaroos uh but before that uh you know 
today being Easter, and I'm sure you all take part in the in them pagan holidays. Uh, zombie early, Jesus Day. Yeah, that's right. Zombie <laughs> Jesus Day. Whoop, whoop. Um, <laughs> earlier this week, it was April Fool's. And I don't know, to me, April Fool's has been a dying... Uh, it was a holiday for a dying breed, I think. You don't see many you know, like pranks taking place because I think the world is all as depressed as it could be. So I think, I think pranks would just add salt to that, fu- uh, to that fucking wound. Food, what do, let's what do you just think? call a spade a spade. Uh, April fools is a prank is a, is a holiday for dicks. It's a holiday for dickheads. And, and, and you know, it's funny you say that Josh, because, uh, the foo shined on April <laughs> oh. fool's day. <laughs> oh, foo. It's what did I say? Pretty it's much, it's for it's for classic. dicks. It's it's for trolls, right? So, it, the only thing that we got out of April Fools, at least on the internet, was um, like little pranks that you know that that said, "Oh, you know, the Snyderverse is actually being greenlit." Oh, April Fools! Or, or they wouldn't even say April Fools. It would be hidden in their hashtags at the bottom of the post, and then that's how you could tell. Oh, yeah, it's April Fools. Or or at at some point, I saw that um, the what is uh, fucking. Uh, Black Widow was going to be delayed. Dude, I had the, the nastiest brain fart right there. Black Widow was going to be delayed another year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said April Fool's at the bottom and shit like that. It's pretty much just people lying. Like the prank aspect of it is out the window. I don't think people are it's pulling an, pranks. It's an entire day when you cannot believe anything that happens around you. Exactly. It's a, it's, a, it's a day when you question your own reality. And it's not a day to take shrooms. Because if you take shrooms, you won't know what the fuck's going on. You're going to have a bad time. It, you know, <laughs> it's I think going to be the worst day. I think I saw um, Domino's had posted pineapple does not belong on pizza (laughs) 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 then why even offer it as a topic it's still on the menu it's still on the menu they're just fucking hypocrites that's what it is trolling the net well uh that's that's a troll i can get behind but speaking of (laughs) trolls yet again we're we're coming back to the foo who's uh who's who didn't wasn't able to join us today i think he had to take part in some easter festivities but uh he um so I, I I accidentally bought a mic right early earlier last month. Don't ask me questions on how or why, but I accidentally bought a mic. I wasn't drunk or anything, but I thought I was uh, I thought I was buying a different mic. But I'm like, hey, I can still use this mic. It's the mic that Steph is using right now and making all kinds of noises on. I am because <laughs> she's I adjusting. Get this to work can't properly. Sit still, man. I can't. Like a goddamn like so toddler. fidgety. <laughs> Fucking fidgety. Um. I bought that mic thinking I was buying a different mic and I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck me. Well, yeah, I could still use it. And so when I asked the foo, Hey, can, you know, why, why did I wait until the first of April to ask foo? I can swing by. Why <laughs> did I start asking any kind of questions or directing any kind of inquisition towards the foo? Maybe it's part of my DNA. Who knows? Maybe I enjoy it subconsciously. We'll never foo. know. Foo, you're just a glutton for punishment. It must be. At this point in my life, at 34 fucking years old, there's no other goddamn explanation. (laughs) Foo, you're almost going to die. I'm almost dead. I'm halfway there at least. (laughs) I mean, Foo, if this was the 1600s, you'd be old as fuck. Oh, yeah. I'd I'd have all the wisdom. Yeah, Foo, that's fine. See? It's it's all about perspective. Just say a statement, invert it, and then just do a satisfying sniff at the end. And people think you're a wise old man. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that you put it that way. Oh, dude. You notice all the bullshit your grandparents say, and you're just like, hey, that was wise. And then you think about it a little bit more. You're like, no, it wasn't. They just inverted like- the first part of the sentence. <laughs> and th- 
<laughs> Dude, I see those kinds of things in 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 uh, recently broken up chicks' Instagram stories. Oh all of the time. So, you know, don't think that you're just because you're inverting the first part of a saying or a quote that you're being <laughs> fucking wise. Fuck yourself, everybody. You know what's annoying is when it says, like, unknown or anonymous from the quote. It's like, okay, you just made that shit up. You're just making shit up. You just made that shit up. <laughs> you just didn't want to put your own fucking name on it and or, feel embarrassed. That- right? Or you walked into the Hallmark store and then you just stole something that you read on the wall or on some bull. Anyway, going back to the foo. <laughs> <laughs> These tangents. Just get away from me, Foo. So uh, not only did the Foo, you know, hand me this uh, this cool nifty mic that Steph's using now, he also uh, gave me a box of goodies because you know now that he's having a kid, his wife is uh, making him make space. And according to him, he didn't want to pay the storage fees at his local uh, storage place. I mean, based on the price he gave us, they were gouging him. Yeah, but. Uh, uh, you know, I can understand that, but uh, he he was he gave us some things to put up here on at Filthy Martini Studios, and uh, and you know, uh, in that box mm-hmm. was my old uh, teal colored uh, Game Boy Color with my uh, Pokemon Yellow that I remember oh, letting him borrow. Remember when I let him borrow that like five or yeah. six years ago? He was yeah. like on this new. You and him both were on this new, not a new, but like on this trip of old Pokemon games. Yeah, when we found out at uh, One Up Games, like you could buy all the cartridges and all this right. shit. So me and the Foo went on the spree, and got old Game and Boy. And I'm like, SPs. and the Foo was talking about like getting a new Game Boy. I was like, don't get a new Game Boy, dude. Don't get a new fucking Game Boy. Here, use mine, you fucking moron. Don't spend all of this money on something you're just going to put down in a few months. Which he did. He did. Yeah. Like, you're welcome, Foo, if you're listening. I just saved you like a hundred bucks. Uh, oh, well, I'm sure. <laughs> This guy already spent all that money on a new Xbox, so you didn't help him at all. It you know what? Something else. He, he's on his own now, so <laughs> I'd like to think he's a little bit more grown up. I'd like to think. I'd like. Okay, to. fool. Keep on, keep on liking. Again, I'm gl- on I'm t- it's gluttony for this kind of punishment. It's how I breathe. If okay. I don't, if I don't do this, I die. Um, so yeah, I found my old Game Boy in there, which is nice. It was a pleasant surprise. So I put it away in a drawer that I never that I never opened. Uh, so that's gone. Uh, and then he, ga- he gave us some more artwork to put up here at Filthy Martini Studios. A really cool, like, Joker drawing. Uh, his old Batman and Robin uh, poster. Some some real cool things. And then I saw a DVD in there. And I'm like, oh, this must be oh. like... Yeah, this must be like an old, I don't know, anime or some bullshit. No, it wasn't. Was it, was it Predator food? <laughs> no. Better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It was some old porn from like 2004. Oh, like, a different type of predator. Right? Yeah, and you know it's funny because <laughs> uh, when he handed me the box, he's like, "Yeah, man, here's some things from the old storage room that you know you guys can put up some some and some cool knickknacks." And I'm like, "Oh, knickknacks! Oh, you know." And at first glance, and I didn't get to and I didn't see the porn until I got home. But you know, I, I as I put it into my trunk, I'm like, "Oh, yeah." So here's my my old Game Boy. That's pretty cool. I'll, I'll look at the rest when I get home. And I get home, I open it up, and I see that porn. And dude, I, I started laughing, and I was howling. I was like on the floor. You know that giggle laugh where you can't stop, like you can't stop laughing. Yeah. It was that, like, and in the I, I'm, I, I don't know, man. At this point, I'm like, I'm already touching it. Whatever kind of disease is on this thing, I've already like, who knows? You know, I'll probably experience some symptoms in, within the next couple of days. 
Uh, I open it. I, you know, it's legit. The DVD is in there. By this time, I'm like full blown HIV. Then, <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> past the point of no return. Oh, dude. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I send uh, Magic Johnson an email on how to, you know, prevent it and treat it. It was a whole thing. Hmm. Oh, nice. Nice food. Inject money into your bloodstream. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's, that was his response. But, dude, I was giggling for, like, the next 20 minutes. And then later that evening, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I giggled so much, I didn't even tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and then I send you guys a, uh, a, a meme-esque uh, kind of uh, post on the chat where I'm just like, the foo. He's like, hey, foo, take this box with, box with a bunch of artwork and knickknacks. And I put the knickknacks, and I just showed you guys the picture of the porno. <laughs> dude. Of course, of course, it had to be April Fools, right? And you know, Ooh, it's a collector's item. Yeah, <laughs> a petri dish. To that that kind of collector's exactly. item. Exactly, collecting. Yeah. It's, collecting. it's collecting all of the DNA all samples, this bacteria, and uh. it's all like this hardcore. What what is it like? Latina. Yeah, it was like uh, Latina queens. Yeah, this Latina queens, shit. or this the best. La oh, and then the food's just like food. Don't forget the bonus features. As, <laughs> as if I need to go that far into this DVD to like get off. But like, like, wait, I'm not finished yet. I need the extras. Foo, you can see some good behind the scenes work, man. Some BTS. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, you know the only way that I think. Oh, Any, it's the only... a Latina taboo or Latin taboo <laughs> four. Taboo. Oh, I never saw the first three. Am I going to be able to follow along? Hmm, the story. Oh uh, well, foo, you, you'll try. You'll have to try. Try your best. Fucking foo. Of course, it had to be April Fool's Day. I don't know why. I don't. The, the stars aligned. You know. I think I just like doing this to myself. I, I can't. I can't understand it. Never will. You but, know what? Uh, you know what, though, foo. Your misery pleases the rest of us so thank you thank you for that i hate you guys so much <laughs> no but um I, I i don't think i've laughed that hard in such a long time and foo i commend you i salute you um he's go fuck yourself treasure, foo. he's a fucking he's a goddamn fucking national treasure, treasure. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um yeah i'll let you know how it goes with that porno um, we'll, yeah, we'll see <laughs> let me know how far you get into it well, see, Five that's the thing I was going to say right now is like, <laughs> I don't think that any male, any red blooded American male has ever finished a porno since <laughs> since VHS because VHS, you know, unless you're rewinding it, you're 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 going to pick up where you left that, off the that, DVD. That you got to go out of your way to find the chapter or at least find the minutes where, you know, you you because, you know, once once you're in your refractory period, you're like, get this away from my TV screen. <laughs> you don't want to look at this. You're like shaming yourself <laughs> at a certain point. Steph, you'll never understand. No, I will. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't I, I've never been a porn guy. So well, I don't know. Uh, just for shits and or giggles. We'll go ahead and pop that in and see what happens. It better not like destroy my DVD player. I gotta. <laughs> You're gonna get a virus. It'll be funny. Like, Wait a minute! Just... They don't have viruses on they DVDs. Don't make them for DVDs. Like, what the fuck's going on? Here? It'll be yeah. funny if it just starts skipping during like the climax part, yeah. and it's just like, no, all of this hard work, <laughs> and then it just it's an STDVD. Ha Get it? Uh -huh. You're welcome. Come on. All right, yeah, let's just get into geeking out because we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of shit we want to talk about here. Okay, nerd. 
Geeking Out is brought to us by Hopscotch, the only scotch made from real Easter bunnies. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my. Those poor, those poor wabbits. It's a guy in a suit, bro. Oh, all right. No. <laughs> There's no real bunnies used in the making of this scotch. Songs, no. <laughs> hey, um, so the only thing that is really exciting, aside from, you know, Pod, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, which we'll talk about in uh, Podzilla, is Falcon and Winter Soldier. So uh, what did you guys think of this episode? Episode three. I, I was very, very pleased, Foo. They're getting better, right? Is it just yeah, me, or are they just getting better as we go? They are getting so much better, and I think that we're going to have a satisfying season finale when that comes in the next three weeks. Because, yeah. goddamn, they really ramp things up at the beginning of this episode when they go finally go to visit Zemo, mm-hmm. uh, who's in prison because of what happened during Civil War. And uh, and he's a zombie emo guy, right? Uh, uh, no, Foo, no. But, oh. you know, I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at. Keep it that way. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Fu Baron Zemo was the former special ops um, gentleman who pr- pretty much took down the entire Avengers in a one fucking movie without having laying a single hand on any of them. That's true. Uh, like he he was the one that figured out how to manipulate and control Winter Soldier using the Hydra codes and phrases, mm-hmm. um, which in this episode he still constantly said and would bring up, you know, fucking with Bucky, uh, which was... It was pissing awesome. off Bucky, too. You can tell. Like, <laughs> Oh, dude. The dynamic between all three of them it's with funny. Zemo, mm-hmm. Bucky, and Sam. It's intense and funny at the same time. Exactly. Because, like, you knew Zemo's up to something. And as we find out, he was. Zemo pretty much convinced mm-hmm. Bucky to help him escape without technically helping him escape. Like, it was, it was crazy. Like, Bucky's pretty much telling Sam that we need to break him out. And then five minutes later, Zemo walks in already, already broken out. Yeah. She's like, whoa, what the heck? Um, you know what that, that reminded show- me of? Uh, that reminded me of the trailer to Suicide Squad, where uh, Harley Quinn breaks herself out of that thing that's keeping her in and they're like going in to help her and she's like no i, I can do this on my own we're here to rescue oh, you yeah 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 that's exactly what this was like <laughs> that's exactly what this is like man and yeah it was crazy seeing him seeing him pretty much uh take on the appearance of one of the guards and mm-hmm. then slowly walk out and then like nothing happened um just by starting a fight between two different inmates for yeah. some stupid reason even it's very uh, joker-esque like he, yes. he, he fucks with people or he, he plants like situations where he can distract others so that he can get out of a sticky situation. Very much. He's a very he's a very good tactician mm-hmm. and ingenious tactician at that, um, as we see even in the comics, which I'll kind of um, talk about in a little bit. But we see them take him out and then he pretty much leads them to Madripoor, where the super soldier serum is actually being, you know, still being made there. And Madripoor, uh, as they say in the show, is technically what used to be like a pirate haven and is like an independent nation of its own, like in a city. Mm-hmm. Like, no, there's no extradition. So all the bad guys or like outlaws or people that are exiled go there, you know, to start up a new life. Yeah. Um, and, Madripoor, and we see that when. What, go ahead. Real quick. Madripoor actually appears as a location in the New Mutants. So. Oh. Mutant relation, maybe in this series. Maybe, maybe we um, get some we Easter eggs for the mutants in this episode more than we have before. And definitely Marvel. did. Yeah, 
yeah, we definitely considering do considering the uh, the the kick to the to the teeth that we got in WandaVision, where we thought we were getting a mutant and that wasn't the case. This it, one actually yeah. gives us something, right? It was just all exactly. one boner joke. Yeah, it was a big boner <laughs> joke. <laughs> it's true, Fu. It's true. Uh, yeah, man. I, I they you know finally getting the mutants. You know we'll probably get a little bit more hints as we go along. Um, we also got hints that latveria will be coming into play um because when zemo's get uh, breaks out and he goes to his old uh like where the garage is at where he gets all of his stuff from his old cars mm. and finds the mask um he explains that sokovia uh the former sokovia is pretty much whatever's left of it is pretty much take been taken apart by their neighboring countries so this is potentially going to be the birth of latveria which is the home to one Mr. Dr. Doom, <gasps> Dr. Victor Von Doom. Yes, 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 yes. So, so by them, by them already acknowledging that Sokovia is just being torn apart, it, it's pretty much leaving it open that we're going to have a new country now. So I can't wait to see what they're going to be doing. You know, if we see a little bit more with that, um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And then we finally get to see that uh, Zemo, he, he's, a, he's a little unhinged because when they finally go in and meet the doctor that's pretty much that made the super soldier serum mm -hmm. and i find it super interesting that they were so close to revealing it and then he gets freaking blipped yeah like he he gets blipped and so they just fucking sealed it. it's like come on government this guy comes back and you're just not gonna go through with it anymore like cap's gone I, who so. knows there's got to be some other motives there's no yeah, I have a feeling that um, there's no John Walker, John Walker was really trying to go after him and the new Super Soldier Serum, and that's why he really wants to go after the Flag Smashers because mm. the government wants to retrieve the Super Soldier Serum at any cost. I mean, so so in the previous podcast we talked about John Walker and we said that at some point he does have the superpower or like the super strength that that uh that the first captain america had right but we're, we're still not seeing that from him like he's still very much a, a very gifted fighter uh martial artist um he can he can he can wield the the the, the shield just like cap did but we're not seeing any super strength coming out of him we're not seeing the same hand-to-hand -hand combat skills that steve had because because steve had all type you know variations of hand-to-hand -hand combat skills and he never used never really used a gun mm. um that wasn't his first instinct the gun was always more of a long range hey look i got a suppressive fire kind of thing whenever he actually used it mm -hmm. john walker no he's ready to kill um and i think that is the key differences is that john walker is legit more of like a modern day military man mm -hmm. you know just a soldier you do what you have to do you know get the job done at any cost kind of thing and kill and i think that's what we're going to start to see we're going to start to see john walker turn a little too mm -hmm. because remember the super ser soldier serum brings out what's inside of you so remember when the red skull took it that because he was just pure evil that's why his skull and skin turned green turned red yeah and got deformed and where steve his was more of a physical you know glow up <laughs> if you will yeah and uh, i think they they said that they took away the physical aspect of it like the physical transformation mm -hmm. And mostly kept, still kept the body, uh, like the actual body enhancements. Yeah. Yeah, and strength and stuff. And healing, rapid healing, I think is another factor in it. And that's why the Flag Smashers are, they, they look like normal people. 
Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise we would see them super buffed out, mm -hmm. you know, and super fit like the uh, like the Winter Soldier ones from um, Civil War, yeah. the ones that Zemo actually killed. So, yeah, it's going it, to – I'm excited to see what we're going to – you know, these next three episodes. And yeah, that's the same plot shit. line to The Mask. You know, the movie The Mask, where you put on the mask and it really brings out the, you know, your underlying personality. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, you could find a, I mean, you could find a parallel in anything. Just in that, saying, in, it, when Ipkiss wore it, he turned into a silly Looney Tunes esque kind of guy, and then when the other guy, the mobster, wore it, he, he was like this. He was like a monster. He was a monster. That's right. And then when the dog Ooh. wore it, it was just funny. Yeah, because yeah. he was a dog. He was a dog. Also, it was controlled you know by Loki, you know what, the god of I mischief. Would, I never put that that together, but. I'm gonna rewatch the mask now. You Thank should rewatch the mask. I'm gonna, I'm telling you right now, that's what it does. The mask is in the Marvel universe. So I'm just saying. Is it? Actually, it's in the Warner Brothers universe. So you wrong. But it's controlled by Loki, the god of mischief. Is it? Yes. Yeah, so they say that in the movie. Okay. I gotta rewatch it. <sighs> All right. My favorite scene is when he's with the Congo, in the in the Congo where <laughs> they with, call with the Maracas. Yes, yes, we know the scene. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, so again, Zemo Baron, he is, as he alluded to, is a Baron. Um, that is, in fact, Zemo's origin. So he comes from a long line of Zemos, of Baron Zemos. Um, he is just, in fact, Helmut. Zemo, while his father was, I think, Heim, Heinrich Zemo. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the comics, he Heinrich Zemo was the original Baron Zemo that went up against Captain America. Um, but he was killed in an accident while fighting Captain America. And so then Helmet came up and wanted to exact, exact revenge. So in the comics, he goes after Cap. And when he's about to throw put Cap in like this thing called Acid X, don't ask, uh, as he's about to drop Cap in it, Falcon and Falcon comes in and saves Captain America, but puts like all like pretty much knocks the over the vial of acid and splashes it all over Zemo, Zemo's face. Mm -hmm. So his face becomes completely deformed, which is why he permanently has to wear the purple mask. Oh. Which would be cool. That would be really cool if they deform uh Daniel Brawl at the end of this series. Yeah. And they have to put on the mask. And then he becomes that. But we yeah, saw the that. mask though. Yeah, but that we was just to hide his face. Now he has to yeah. wear it because he's shamed from what his face looks like, which is, you know, yeah. deeper. True. And in that in that aspect, when he puts the mask on a hundred like all the time now, that'll change his identity. Like he could probably psychologically just think, This is me now. I am like a two face a type? Huh? Like a two face? Yeah. Or like yeah, like two face. Or like a know? black mask. Becomes Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like black mask. That's actually a better uh better reference good job Steph. Uh, <laughs> yeah and then uh foos we finally see what happened to sharon carter she gave up she gave up the fucking shield for cap and what did he do foo he left her and she was screwed she had to just leave the country and go hide in madripoor and be this weird artifacts uh dealer yeah <laughs> in the middle of this yeah uh, some uh, who has like badass freaking fighting skills yeah. that's why she's a special like, agent mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. see foo see she was a cia slash shield special agent right. so uh, yeah and then uh 
I think next where they uh they're going after it's flag smashers now after um I forget what the Carrie or Carrie Montebra or I don't I don't know who the flag smasher girl's name was again. Um, the leader. Yeah, the redhead. I think it is Carrie. The, the ginger. Yeah, it's Carrie. Carrie, right? Okay. I'm really still interested to see what character she will actually become because they're saying that this isn't her final form, if you will. <laughs> this isn't even my final form. This isn't even my final form. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so, yeah, I... Again, it's an amazing show. Everyone, if you're not watching it, you're fucking up. You know what? You're fucking up. There are some X-Men references. There's a direct Easter egg to Wolverine uh, when they show the princess bar. Because in the comics, Wolverine actually hides out in Magical. And he frequents the Magipore. And he frequents the princess bar. Uh, And that princess bar in the scene where they're in the street when when the... you know, the three amigos are in the street going to that <laughs> club. You can see the princess bar, and that's a direct Easter egg to Wolverine. And you can see little X-Men X's peppered throughout the the uh, mise-en-scene in the show. Uh, watch, this is this is all just going to turn out to be another Mephisto fucking thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> my God. Just another boner joke. God damn it. No, but it is a direct reference. The princess bar, at least. The X's are just a bonus. There's a lot of X's in this There's one. There's a lot of X's. The, uh, the, the gate had, like, the actual, one of the gates had the, the Professor X X right there on it. X with the circle. Yeah, and the around two it. colors, mm-hmm. red and blue. Yep. Well, well, we'll see, Foos. We'll see. Um, I know the Foo right now is rolling over in his uh, in his bed because we're mentioning the uh, the mutants again. And, uh, uh, just, I, can, <laughs> I can see him. He's shaking his head. No. Mm-hmm. No. Just that's, fervently, that's fervently pissed off, like what God a... damn it, you guys would, do, you guys would do this when I'm gone. Well, see, the foo's a dick, though. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Yep, with a capital sure. C. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean that's what everybody meant, right? Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that uh, they keep upping the ante with with every episode. I'm excited to watch next week's, as uh, I, I think it's going to answer some questions, or it's either going to answer a shitload of questions pretty early on, or it'll uh, provide for some really awesome fighting scenes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. The action in this has just been incredible. Yeah, Supoib. Uh, Very much, please. Is that going to do it for uh, geeking out? Yeah, yeah that's I, think, all I, think, I think we've geeked oh, oh, out oh. enough. Okay, all right. Well, then, uh, everybody stick around. We'll be right back with some Podzilla. Nerd! The Fubar Show presents. Podzilla is brought to us by Fib Newton, the most nutritional snack on the shelves. Or is it? (laughs) Fib. It's a little fib. (laughs) A little fib food. Man, 
Podzilla, man. You know, we it's all really been building up to this. And it's ironic that the foo is absent for this one because, my God, how satisfying was Godzilla versus Kong, everybody? My God, yes. Ooh, it's it's like nothing I've ever experienced before. I've never I've I've been so satisfied with this movie, Foo. It it just hit all the notes. It hit everyone. Every and, one of them. And you know how like some people complain, they'll, they'll they'll have the gall to complain about how like something is just a popcorn flick, turn off your brain and watch this. While that may be true for this movie, it sucks you in. As cheesy as it could be, if you understand the uh, the the old Godzilla movies from back in the sixties uh, and seventies, the ones that were campy as all fuck. It, this one has an element or little elements of all of that, but it also has elements of the first Godzilla, where he was destroying Tokyo for the very first time, and and really drew in drew you into that lore. Um, it hit every positive, everything that was positive about the old and new Godzilla movies was encompassed in this entire two-hour freaking art piece oh definitely man it it you could tell that the director really took the influences from the past toho movies and specifically the toho era um you know movies because that's where all of these other three movies have come from like every single one of them have took inspiration from the toho era godzilla mm -hmm. movies and i mean we've seen that with all the easter eggs i mean for god's sakes we saw godzilla versus ghidorah um the last movie before you know before we saw now the triumphant godzilla versus kong and boy howdy man it's everything we were expecting um the trailers really didn't even give you everything like the trailers were exciting enough as it is and even watching this movie i was like holy crap like it's amazing like I watched it in my pants. you watched it twice I watched it twice already. Sick. Yeah, it's Dang. and I'm probably gonna watch it again today with my dad later on. Um, that's it's, that's it's, it's, wise. That's very wise, considering we don't have an Attack on Titan to watch today. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, that's actually something we should plan on doing. Yeah, I'm down. I'm you down know, like a clown. I mean, why not spend your Easter watching two gigantic monsters just getting down and just you know just one of my on one of my favorite parts in this movie. Uh, who for those who have watched the old uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, which came out in what was it, 64, 67? I could be way off. It was, it was around there, right? Uh, uh, 63, I think. Okay. Yeah, it was close. Early 60s, yeah. Yeah, early 60s. And, and that one, as cheesy as it was, two guys in flimsy-ass-looking suits. Uh, and one of the scenes in that old one was, if you guys remember, King Kong picked up or, or, or pulled out an entire tree from the ground and stuck it into Godzilla's mouth while they were fighting. In this movie, they paid an homage to that. Where, you know how, like, he has his axe that he wields, mm -hmm. right? Kong, he mm -hmm. has that axe. He sticks the handle of the fucking axe in Godzilla's mouth. Right. And I'm like, right. yeah, he did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll get into all the other little Easter eggs and homages in a little bit. Um, mm. But, you know, let's kind of give the, you know, the listeners here. A little synopsis or a little walkthrough, like we normally do on Podzilla, and a little spoiler uh, alert while we're at it. Why the fuck not? Spoiler alert! Yeah. Spoiler alert! Even though with the Fusi there was a little bit spoilery, it's not. You're not getting everything here. Like I didn't spoil any of the plot. I just told nope. you oh, no. what something that happens so that already happened. Back exactly. In see Fu. See see and so there. Fus, you better buckle up, you Futopians, because here we go. All right. We start off the movie with a nice little sunrise. And we see the you know the birds flying, and we find out we're in Skull Island. 
uh, Kong's little home. And you see Kong waking up from a nice little nap, mm-hmm. you know, yawning and looking at the sun, just taking a nice stroll in his little park with his nice little waterfall. Yep, that's him, all right. Good old Kong. And then he sees this little girl walking around with a nice little Kong doll. And what does he do, Foo? He just says hi. Kills it. How you doing? Oh, he doesn't kill No, no, Foo. No, he's just having his morning coffee. This guy's just, you know, (laughs) getting ready for his first morning BM. Yeah. Yeah? And then he picks up a nice, nice tree. And then he kills it. Rips off the leaf. (laughs) And then, and then he throws it in the sky. That's right. Throws it in the sky. And we find out that Kong's actually in this dome mm-hmm. that's protecting him. And we cut to outside, and Skull Island's pretty much engulfed by this gigantic storm that it would be impossible for anything to live and be inhabitable by. But uh, because of this in. dome, he's fine. Exactly. Nice little. He's got a nice little sun sunshine in there, Foo. Now, how is this? One? How is this an homage to the old ones? I mean, remember when they put that wall around, or that I don't know. They they like closed off that island. It wasn't. It wasn't Skull yeah, Island. Monster but Island. It, Monster yeah, it was island. like a. It was like a weird invisible um, barrier. Yeah. Like when Rodan tried flying and it like zapped him. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, that's that's a nice little homage to how they did it in the old Toho films, mm-hmm. and then we find out that Kong, you know, he's been doing this and in, he's been doing this shit in the dome, you know, the entire time. We see a bunch of holes in the ceiling, and it's because he wants out. He knows that he's being contained, and he don't like it, man. You don't contain wild animals; you let them free. <laughs> let them free. Okay. But so after that, foos, uh, we cut. To Pensacola, Florida, with our new new character to you know to focus on. Like in every Con- King Kong movie, there's always either a scientist, a, a family, a journalist, two brothers, two homies, and a weird little kid that's floating on a little duck in the water. Um, never makes sense, but you just run with it. Just run with it. Yeah, and that was the <laughs> element this- with this movie. Exactly. You just run with it. And and you know what? It was a good element because it was a conspiracy theorist. The guy that's gonna be a whistleblower. Podcaster. The, <laughs> no Yeah, <less>. a podcaster. <laughs> guy of a, of our own heart. Uh, is gonna whistleblow on a colleague, Apex. as I like to say. He's bringing you the facts. Yes. He's bringing us the facts. The inside facts. Mm-hmm. Uh he, he is infiltrating the Apex Cybernetics Corporation. Where he works. Uh, where he works, which uh guy I that's not a good idea, but no, okay. bro. Like you uh, probably signed something when you were hired. <laughs> yeah, you really here. just don't care about the rest of your future, huh? I mean, just throwing away your financial future. But you know, any case, yeah, that's his problem. Who cares? <laughs> so he gets in. There's this weird dialogue between him and another operator about how the all apples are just pure GMOs, and <laughs> he wants he's gonna grow a second head if he continues to eat a red apple. Which uh, now I'm not eating red apples anymore. Thanks a lot, guy. He just killed red apples for me. Whatever, man. I'm all I'm all about the Granny Smiths anyway. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. That's something we can agree on, food. All right. So then the guy has to go to the restroom, and uh, Brian Tyree Henry, who plays Bernie, he immediately starts downloading all the schematics and information on the computer. And then he finds out that they're, for some reason, transporting a lot of things to Hong Kong. Via this uh, strange thing in sub-level 33. Mm-hmm. Immediately after that, we get the warning, Foo. He's coming. 
He has arrived. Good Titan old warning. Derpy. The king has arrived, foo, and he's pissed. Yeah. Yeah, something's provoking him, and he's uh, about to fuck shit up. Yeah, man, he comes in all fucking hot, glowing and such, and he just starts blowing shit up. And no one knows why. Everyone's so confused. We get the classic people running away from Godzilla mm -hmm, scenes. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> Fortunately, I think all of them died because there's no physical fucking way that they got out of there. No way. There's absolutely no way. No somehow, way. Ber somehow Bernie does. Go figure. Hey, you know what, though, Foo? That's, that's part of the story, Foo. Right. He's Unscathed. special. He's chosen. Right. Bernie is king, Foo. Bernie is king. Mm -hmm. um, so then uh, Bernie's you know, sees the chaos and he thinks, okay, let's run. I'm going to, you know what? This is the perfect chance for me to go and sneak into this fucking sub level when Godzilla is in the middle of a fucking rampage and may destroy <laughs> the entire building anyway. Right. Let me just run to this fucking sub level anyway. <laughs> so he does. And then he, the dumbass, accidentally runs a little bit too far and gets caught by the security officers. Yep. So, you know, you think he's dead in the water, but nope, Godzilla somehow saves him and Blast the beam through the door, which the security guards were just about to walk through. And as he wakes up in the rubble of the, you know, the blast, he notices an eyeball, a red shiny eyeball, or what looks like it, a big metal red shiny eye, um, just staring at him. And he's just thinking, what the hell? And then you see Godzilla, which was, I thought it was a great scene. Mm -hmm. You could see Godzilla in the back still fucking shit up, not noticing <laughs> that he just uncovered the main thing he was there to destroy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, bro, it's right here. Stupid it's right dirt. here, man. Fucking Solve all idea. of our problems. <laughs> uh, so then, you know, it cuts to the scene where we got the CNN news reel. Godzilla is attacking again. And uh, they reference that there wasn't an actual peace. There was a time of peace of no Godzilla attacks um, up until this point. And you know, Fu, he... I, I think the FUBAR show microphones were there uh, when, when we heard oh, some of that. Oh. Yeah, it was... Uh... Oh my God, everything's on fire! Ah! <laughs> Fucking <laughs> Oh, the Foo, you got to see Godzilla's attack? <laughs> he was there. Bastard. I know. I knew it. I knew it. It's always getting into trouble mm -hmm. with that teleporter and such. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, well, they, they had referenced that Godzilla was relatively peaceful after taking down King Ghidorah. And then we finally cut to our favorite little girl, Eleven, Millie Baba Brown, as uh, Maddie. I forget her last name. It's okay. Um, yeah, it's all right. Maddie. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. We know who she is. Mm -hmm. And then she's trying to convince her dad that Godzilla is not the one that's doing it. Something's provoking him. And then, you know what, Foo? She listens to Bernie's podcast. She's a big and fan. And realizes. A big fan. He, yeah, man. He's super fan, Foo. Mm -hmm. She has all his pictures and stuff on the walls. Right. She knew that he only buys loads and loads of bleach to take to get away all the For biological Verona? surveillance devices. Oh, yeah, there. right. Uh -huh. I mean, Foo. I mean, so, you know, all you anti-vaxxers there, just take some bleach. You know, Please. Save us all the trouble. Please. Yeah, drink it, though. Drink it. Please. <laughs> It's good for Please. you. Cleans yeah. out the body. Yeah. Right. Yeah, cleanses you. Mm -hmm. No, don't do cleanses that. you. <laughs> no. As a health professional, so, Steph has to say no. I have to say, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> As a non-health professional, do it. Yes. Do it. <laughs> do it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it though. But, but like, do it. Do it. I'm not. Food show is not held liable for yeah. anybody drinking bleach. 
<laughs> Good disclaimer, Josh. Yeah. Thank All right. You're anyway, welcome. drink it. Uh, so she <laughs> decides she's gonna go after Bernie. Man, she's going for Bernie. Bernie, twenty twenty four. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she enlists the help of her of her tubby little friend Josh. Josh. <laughs> okay, look. This is the question that I had earlier. Like, does he say his name, or does she say his name when they first meet? Because when, they, I, when I, he shows up with his van, and I do can confirm this, when he showed up with the van and said, "My brother's gonna kill me. Nothing can happen to my van." To the van, she immediately said, "Josh, your brother wouldn't notice anyway. Your van's a piece of junk. Mm. Okay, like, he mm. wouldn't notice any damage anyway." But even and then, then, we're already kind of elbow deep into the movie by by then, aren't we? Like we're pretty invested. We're about a good like forty five minutes in. I think. Okay, thirty yeah. to forty five. No no, no. no, no, about thirty minutes in because the halfway point is when uh what we're coming up to right now okay where they all of a sudden cut to the ceo of uh simmons that's the gentleman's name mm. um who is in charge of apex cybernetics and he and masa i think masahiro uh sakazawa or um sarazawa who is the yeah. son of um the other sarazawa from the previous two movies Mm -hmm. They are responsible for and a reference to the original Dr. Zarazawa from the first Godzilla mm -hmm. um, with the anti-oxygen uh, bomb. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they enlist the help of one, I can't even remember his name, but he is uh, Skarsgård, the, the, the other Skarsgård. Right. Yeah. That guy from, the guy from True, True Blood. True Blood, yeah. What's his, what's, uh, I don't even know his character name in here. I just call him Skarsgård, man. That's all you need to call him. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Skarsgård. Well, it turns out that they are enlisting the help of Skarsgård, who, uh, whose brother and him had the theory of the Hollow Earth. Yeah. The Hollow Earth theory, where there was an inhabitable um, ecosystem inside of Earth, you know, that is located through a series of tunnels. Mm -hmm. And uh, his brother was actually lost on an expedition because there was a gravitational inversion of when he got deeper, meaning that as gravity started going into itself and pretty much crushed him in almost, almost an instant. Um, and so the Simmons, the CEO of Apex, uh, you know, ensures him that uh, he has technology that will prevent the inversion from affecting their bodies and will allow them to go deeper. Mm -hmm. He called it uh, a heave. And a hollow a hollow earth, I don't know what the A was, <laughs> a vehicle. Association. Um, yes, there you go. No. Oh, no, hollow, hollow earth area, aerial vehicle. Okay. Uh, heave. And so uh, he, he says he just needs... Um, Scarzars then said, well, there's no way of us getting there. We need something to navigate. And then he realizes, wait a minute, we can have, we have something to navigate the Titans. The Titans can make it there because he believed that that's where they came from and that's where they were bred. So he remembers that he has a buddy in Monarch, his old company that still has a Titan under control. And that's where it brings us to our friendly neighborhood, Kong. <laughs> he he goes <laughs> he goes to the doctor who's in charge of Kong and he it pretty much tells her that Kong, you know, can find a home there that he needs Kong in order like a homing pigeon um that to yeah, pretty much use Kong like a homing pigeon to find the entrance to the hollow earth. 
and also saying, hey, potentially he, he could find a home there. Um, her realizing that he's no longer going to be able to be contained, she still says that it's too risky because if Kong is out in the open, Godzilla can sense him. Mm-hmm. And you can't have two Alpha Titans out in the world at the same time. Um, hence, Godzilla killing Ghidorah. There can only be one Fu, right. like the Highlander. There can only be one. <laughs> <laughs> and so then Fu's, they, they assure him that they can protect godzilla that they got the best bodyguards mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah right and it's uh cool. you know we'll just you, can, take, you can make it food we'll just take the long way just don't say yeah. anything we'll just just be silent we're just gonna take the long way yeah i mean it's you know it's not like on the map skull island could lead you directly to you know antarctica it's not like directly right. downward from where it's at <laughs> i mean that's just too simple or is it oh <sighs> So then we cut to the scene and we see them transporting Kong. Um, cue the uh, 70s Vietnam War uh, soundtrack. Yeah. As their, uh... yeah, where's the credence? <laughs> yeah, I was just waiting. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting yeah. for it. And so they, they cut to it. They see that he's upset. You know, he's raining on him. Guy's not getting covered at all. It's just pouring. I he's mean, chained he up. He's just, he can get sick, man. It's just not fair. It's mm-hmm. not fair. Mm-hmm. Brother, 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 don't need to be chained up on a boat. It's fucked up. Wow, you went. And then we. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the little girl goes out to comfort to comfort Godzilla with her nice little dolly. Godzilla, you mean Kong? Uh, Kong, yeah, you know, no, Titan, Titan, tomato, tomato. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And she goes to she goes to comfort Kong, and then Kong reveals that he knows sign language and says he wants to go home. Um, which then reveals to everyone else that the monkey can talk. Well, I like <laughs> how that. they were so surprised at that. It's just like, do, do you guys not know that they can do that? Gorillas can do that. <laughs> I mean, Jane Goodall is still, you know, relevant and known in this uh, this timeline, right? Yeah, I mean, he's just a yeah, or or what's it, Coco? Coco? I mean, just passed away. It's not like it's not like we didn't have Coco around. Exactly, Gor- gorillas can do exactly. sign language. Mm-hmm. It's not just know, gorillas; man. it's all the other ones too. The great apes. They're marvels yes. of the animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. Oh, isn't it that um, one of the professors says she was trying to teach Kong uh, sign language and he wasn't responding, so he was trying to keep it a secret? Yeah. Well, apparently he only responded to the little girl yeah. because he felt he feels a bond with her to protect her mm-hmm. because she was one of the uh, island natives of Skull Island, uh, the Iwi, as we saw in Kong Skull Island, mm-hmm. um, you know that uh she was pretty much the last of her kind that everyone else was pretty much wiped out during that storm that we saw at the beginning of the movie um engulfing all of skull island Mm -hmm. and uh you know she comforts him and then the next scene we see kong you know enjoying some nice fishes on his boat (laughs) you know and having a nice meal it's a mountain of fish yeah, and you see that satisfied look on his face as soon as he ate it. <laughs> I was just like, dude, that's worth it. Yeah. I don't get this. That, that alone for this movie was worth it. That was, that was sushi. <laughs> satisfied gorilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then all of a sudden, the girl starts to feel like echo vibrations. Um, she is deaf, by the way, mm-hmm. so she can only feel vibrations. Um, and she starts feeling the vibrations in the boat and senses Godzilla is coming. And he's coming after Kong. And that's when we get our first big confrontation between Gojira and Kong. And, dude, Godzilla 
straight. Fucked him up at the beginning. Wrecked like, him. Wrecked him. Uh, he flipped over the boat while he was still chained. Um, while still not even being phased by any of the battle boats and just taking them out like toothpicks. Right, because <laughs> um, there's like five and- other boats surrounding the right. one that Kong's on, and then Godzilla just like wipes them out one by one. Yeah, he cuts one in half with his fin. Like, it doesn't even stand a chance. Um, and then he, you know, he's just fucking up Kong underwater, and then finally Skarsgård releases Kong from his chains. And uh, Kong still saves them. He flips the boat back over, knowing that his, his buddies are in there, mm-hmm. and he needs to protect them. And then he goes to the other helicarrier, Got you guys. almost surfer style. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, when the when the jets just take off as it's like bending it, almost breaking the goddamn boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that was a dope fight scene though that they had on there. Um, because at one point Godzilla's trying to hit him with the laser beam, and then Kong punches him, knocks him in the water, not realizing that that is where this guy's domain is—the water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. and He's not, Zilla he's just, not the smartest gorilla. Ah, you know, it's it's, it's okay, Fu. He, he's learning. Yeah, he's led a sheltered life. Right, he's been in the dome. That's true. He's a he's a home he's a home student. Mm-hmm. You know, a homeschooled kid. Right. Doesn't know the real world. No shit. Just getting getting picked on by the local bully. I'm just trying <laughs> to get home, man. Yep. It's like this scene was almost like Godzilla come by, like give me lunch money, kid. Give me <laughs> fucking lunch money. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Sucker punches yeah, you. Just, he came by, fucking showed who showed him who's boss. It's like, what's up, bro? It's my territory. Best be stepping. And uh, he fucks up Godzilla, King Kong, so much that Kong is just on the boat now. Like, all, it looks like he's practically dying. Um, and then Kong or Godzilla just pops his head up, only his head, and gives the most dickish look <laughs> to Kong. Like, like you can tell it's that look, like best not come by here anymore pretty much this is this is my lane it's that bully right? fucking stare that glare yeah like, like don't he, fuck with me again son when he checks him what yeah <laughs> is that half so, lunge <laughs> yeah that's right best be flinching <laughs> uh, and they play dead in the water so godzilla goes away and he does he realizes that yeah i won i don't need to deal with my you know deal with this little bitch ass <laughs> he ain't even worth killing. Mm-hmm. That's that's what he was, man. He's like, you ain't even worth killing, pussy. He walks away. They made Godzilla look like such a dick at this part. It's like, oh, now he's the bad guy. He <laughs> well, was the good guy in the last movie. What the hell? Not at the first part of the last movie, though. Only at the end when he had to be like the good guy. Yeah, when he realized, all right, this dude's going to fuck up my home. I got to. Okay, I got to stay. I got to do like, something. No, 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 no. Yeah. This is my couch, man. You can't fuck up my couch. Don't mm. break your legs. My couch. <laughs> so then we cut to the scene where they have to decide on how they're going to get Kong to Antarctica. So they decide, let's lift him up, you know, aerially in a net. Which, mind you, how the fuck did they get that net underneath him in the first place? That Dude. guy was not moving on that boat. I I wouldn't ask questions like that, man. I I know, Fu. I know. I know. It's not it's not for us to ask the questions. It's for right. Us Look, it's, a, the it, movie. it's simple still, procedure. Just, where you just put the net in the water and just roll uh, King Kong all onto it. Fucking Steph has the SOP for, oh, for this. All right. Thanks, Steph. You know what? That 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 document would have been nice to have yeah, shared no, with. No but you know, it's fine. It's fine. You could be stingy. Is it in the DVD? Look, I'm gonna send it to you, 
in the after notes. Okay. PDF, PDF copy, please. Yes, PDF, for sure. In yeah. color Encrypted. or in black Just and white? give me the password. Right. Okay. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Go straight into the recycling bin. <laughs> so then, Foo, we finally get back to our nice little humans and such, Maddie and Josh, going to Bernie's house, or pretty much first going to the Chinese market where Bernie was purchasing all this goddamn bleach mm-hmm. um, and bribing the store owner with a $10 bill which it was ten dollars wasn't it it was a ten dollar bill and that was the cheapest piece of information anyone's ever bought right Uh, and uh you know they they found out where bernie lived and all she had to say was that she was the doctor's daughter emma emma i again i can't last name escaping me uh we find uh you know he finds out that that's her daughter and then they all have a conversation and they talk about how fluoride is in tap water, and that's the way that you can have be mind controlled. And so, uh, Maddie's the one that they have to listen to, and Maddie suggests let's break into Apex, and see what's really going down. Mm-hmm. I like how this fifteen year old just took over the entire operation. Right? It's like what? Shouldn't you be in school, kid? Why is your dad not monitoring you? Yeah, no like, how do you have so much fucking freedom? And where are all these resources coming from? Wasn't it like one minute she was in the U.S. and the next she was in Hong Kong? Well, oh, well, actually, that was because she was still in the U.S. because mm-hmm. she, they broke into the the Pensacola Apex uh-huh, facility, uh-huh. the one that Kong uh, dist- or that Godzilla destroyed. Yeah, uh, they go to love sub level three and they find these hover cars that are going through this almost rail system, similar to like in Black Panther when mm-hmm. they're um, transporting the. Um, transporting the vibranium right where it's just like it only activates as the car is going by Mm. and they sneak onto one and they find a bunch of eggs and what kind of eggs you ask skull crawlers from the kongs the skull island movie um and we realize that these things are still alive and people fucking have them it's like why the fuck do people have them first off on continental (laughs) u.s soil (laughs) Yes, yes, we just had a gigantic titan attack, and you really just want to keep these things underground? Oh, you know why you don't remember that part? Is it because you fell asleep? Uh, You know what? I don't know that we have to talk about anything like that. No, he busted a classic Uh, Steph move during every Godzilla movie, except this time I didn't fall asleep. It's a, you know what? It's not even a classic Steph or Joe move. It's a classic Carrillo move at this point. All right, so you're lumped in together. One of us is going to fall asleep. Yeah, guaranteed. I. I smoke a lot of weed, okay? <laughs> that is no excuse, sir. That is no excuse. <laughs> it was had a long day. It's full on KO for like 10, 15 minutes, and I'm just like, wake up, you're missing the best part. I think I even indulged in some CBD oil. <laughs> just was, to wake yourself up. It was, well, no, it was like, I don't know. It was just a bad combo of things. Uh, and then I'm just like, hey, a, let's watch this movie. It sounded like it was a good combo because you had a pretty nice nap. I, you know what? It was one of those naps. And I like that this movie is that type of movie where, like, you can take a small, tiny micro nap within one of the scenes. I felt like I watched the whole thing, no problem. That's every Godzilla movie. You're going to be watching it again tonight. I will. I will be watching it again tonight. Yeah, so it'll be worth it. So there. (laughs) Uh, So then, that's when we realize that that when they're. (laughs) Continue, continue. Again, they're in this transporter with the skull uh, crawler eggs, and then they get locked in, and they pretty much start to transport them, and that's how we find out how they're getting to Hong Kong. 
Um, they have this underground system that leads from Pensacola, Florida, all the way to Hong Kong. So, Fu, my first question here is, why the fuck is this not public transportation to begin with? Well, you would be saving so much money and so much time I, and avoid the long jet lag. I know, man. Look, it's only for the higher-ups, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, elitism, man. Elitism. You should give power to the people. Oh, okay, okay, hold on. Woo. Wrong podcast, Woo. Josh. Let me, let me, let me come down. Wrong Woo. podcast. <laughs> That's, I'll save that for my communist manifesto. Great. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, they they're on their way they're transporting then we cut to the scene where they're transporting kong to the entrance of antarctica and he wakes up completely all snowed out looking like the yeti and (laughs) they they have to have the little girl convince kong to even go inside so they lie to him and tell him that he could potentially have family there um that that's his home so as soon as Kong realizes that, he doesn't hesitate. He immediately just beelines it straight for the tunnel um, into Antarctica. And so they immediately jump into their vehicles and follow him. And as Kong's running, all of a sudden, you know, he's using the top to, you know, swing. And then he goes down immediately a cabin and it's just a free fall from there. Mm-hmm. And then they travel into this like weird glowing portal that leads them into the center of the hollow earth that's the uh, inversion that's the inversion yeah that's the inversion um so they go through the inversion and they're all it's almost like a freaking space odyssey kind of feel where everything's just fucking all discolored and i thought that was um, pretty cool it was pretty cool it was cool it was cool and i think that's gonna be an intro if they they that opens up the door for them to potentially introduce gigan um, and Ooh. the other dimensional titans. Yeah. Uh, like, I think that's a good way to intro it. Um, so then they finally go and they go all the way through and they come out into the hollow earth. And um, it's strange because, like, they're going down, but then as they go down, the gravitational inversion happens again and they're immediately shot back up past Kong. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought that was a really cool action sequence seeing all that because they like fly by Kong's face and whatever. It kind of felt like the uh, Universal Studios um, ride. Yeah. When uh, Kong was the old one that they used to have. Mm-hmm. And then, um, <clears throat> so then all of a sudden Kong hits ground. Um, he starts running. They start to kind of follow him. And then they run into these weird like viper bat creatures that um, start to attack the ships. And Kong wastes fucking no time showing them who's boss by fucking them up. And then, you know, it's an awesome fight sequence where that they have where he's like slamming them into one another. And then he rips off the head of one of them <laughs> and just starts eating the back of the head, you know, like eating his kill. Right. And then just doesn't even finish it, foo. Just just leaves all his food all over the place. Doesn't pick up after himself. Pig. I know. No, no manners for this. No manners whatsoever, Fu. No manners. This is such, such just so disgraceful. Monarch, monarch is so disgraced. So then, Fu, they continue on their little his little walkabout. He's going fast, and then as we're seeing the scene, you know, we're seeing all of this hollow earth, and you could see above it almost looks like a mountain range, um, that's like directly above his head, and he goes to like the highest peak, and then as he's doing it we get a nice little view of all the other monsters that are inhabiting the area. Um, So, you know, when he's 
walks by, all of a sudden we see this little crab-like creature and several crab-like creatures start scurrying about. And um, then we see this weird little like lizard, like baby lizard almost, which very much looked like a baby Godzilla, eat one of these little insect creatures. And Foos, that is, those two were actually little Easter eggs as Mania and Destroya. Um, because Destroya is the one monster um, that we'll get to in future movies uh, that is the only monster to ever kill Godzilla. Mm. And it is made up of like these weird crab-like creatures that combine and become this bigger like titan monster of like all of these crabs, you know, combined and it like shapeshifts. And that's the one that's how Godzilla that's how it kills Godzilla because Godzilla can't get uh, can't kill it properly because it's made of all these other monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, if you look back at the cutscene um, tonight, pause it on that little uh, lizard, and that little lizard has the exact same face structure as Godzilla, has the spines in the back, the legs that are the same, and it looks like it would be a little Mania if you look at like a picture, a still of uh, Mania from All Monsters Attack and stuff. Look, if they introduce Mania in the future, you know, new movies after this one, it better not be as annoying as this the original because no damn. steph it's not gonna be as annoying as the original you don't have just, to worry about he's gonna have a donkey voice <laughs> will <laughs> petition for it to be the annoying version of mania like let's not even change it like let's get some <laughs> asshole in a suit again <laughs> let's put him amongst all this awesome badass state-of-the-art cgi and then just have him you know do the puff of smoke in a circle i, I you know i li- i'm here for it uh. You know what, Fu? I, I can back that. I'll back that. I'll sign that petition with you, Fu. Cool, I got thanks. You. I got you. <laughs> so then, finally, we see Kong come to the peak of this, um, we you know, hollow earth, and then he realizes that in the middle of this peak, there's these floating stones, um, that he can tell there's absolutely no gravity. So, being a smart gorilla, he he realizes he could jump and possibly land on the other side. So he lands on the other side with what looks like a hand extending out of the mountain. And he grabs onto it, corrects himself, and then he immediately still continues. And he comes up on this temple, um, this weird Mm -hmm. temple that has a big handprint on it. So that handprint to him, you know, uh, signaled him to, hey, let me open it. So he opens the door and we see like this huge fucking like cavern and and hall. Uh, what looks like a throne room mm-hmm. and it actually looked very similar to the throne room that king that, that godzilla was in in um uh king of monsters uh when he was trying to recover from getting fucked up by uh king Ghidorah, and mm-hmm. they had to ignite that nuke mm-hmm. to revitalize him yeah um which you know tells me that there were two different kingdoms there was the godzilla kingdom and the kong kingdom that we see here right. um be- that's right and uh, that alluded to their history of having this ancient war where Kong's gorilla species were always at war with Godzilla's gorilla, um, you know, lizard species. And we see these axes on the ground that are shaped and made out of um, Godzilla's spine and armor, like the little plates of armor. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, we got uh, Kong picks up the axe and realizes that this is, you know, a tool. And he starts, you know, doing his gorilla pounding and everything. And then he comes up on this huge throne and he realizes that this is my throne. And so, and I shit you not, this was like, this is one of my favorite scenes because I immediately thought as soon as he sat on that throne, 
king of the castle king of the castle because he just kind of like sits down and he just kind of struts himself a little side to side and puts his staff down and it's like king of the castle king of the castle (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah he realizes that you know this is his castle and so the people are there that followed him they're just like where's the energy source that we came here for which they thought was a renewable which they're there to use for a specific project that apex is working on mm-hmm. um and so then godzilla you know realizes that this um react the realizes that the axe is starting to react um that king kong is starting to react that the the axe is starting to react to godzilla so we cut to what godzilla is doing godzilla is now in hong kong and what's going on in hong kong you ask that caused godzilla's attention well we finally we cut to our humans that finally arrived at the hong kong facility they get into this big weird like empty space um they don't know what they're there for and then we see finally realize that apex has created none other than mecha godzilla dang i got i got a little mecha godzilla here <laughs> is, that, is that how we sounded in this movie Ooh. No, no, that's not how he sounded in this movie. He sounded a little better in this movie. What but about, he what about t- his he, beam? He, he they at least borrow his beam. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That actually, kind of sounds like Okay, the same cool, cool. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, we see Mecha Godzilla come online, and um, who else but Doctor Sarazawa is in uh, some type of seat that is have has a psionic link to Mecha Godzilla. And like it kills a skull, uh, a skull crawler that they had in this containment, um, like this little container, and it just literally picks it up on the side of its arms and just blows it to hell, like in half. It has no chance. But uh, Mechagodzilla doesn't work properly. Like it shuts down after blasting that huge, that huge blast. Um, and that's because the power source they need is still the one that's inside of the hollow earth mm-hmm. to to fully turn him on so then because they activated mecha godzilla that immediately alerted godzilla who is now on the attack and rampaging in uh to hong kong uh, but he doesn't immediately start just fucking up buildings this fucker just goes straight to one spot in the middle of like a busy intersection and just lets it rip down on the floor and he, that's all you see him do for like a good 10 15 minutes he just starts blasting the the center of the core mm-hmm. and that's what has the axe causes the axe to, in kong's hand to react so then again cutting again to their humans the humans you know do some more digging and then they find out that apex stole Ghidorah's skull and has it and they're using Ghidorah's brain as a somewhat like almost like an artificial artificial intelligence with how Ghidorah's brain worked mm-hmm. and they're using that to create the psionic link to Mechagodzilla to control it and you know as they're realizing this they get caught by Apex and then Apex brings them to the uh the CEO's you know little viewing observation deck they have this weird little witty back and forth uh, where Bernie is upset that he's not recognized as a level two employee <laughs> for his uh, outstanding work by his uh, his boss. Store of our life, right, Bernie? Never recognized by the higher-ups. Nope. 
doomed to live a life of mediocrity. Anyway. Uh, That's why he wants to take them down with the podcast. He's pissed. Because he's not being recognized, Foos. He got passed up a promotion and he's taking them down. So... <laughs> so then we cut to Kong seeing that the, the axe is reacting and then he immediately finds this like groove in the ground that's shaped like the axe and you know like like a good gorilla he sees that it matches the shape so he puts the shape in the in the missing empty spot and that immediately it ignites all of the energy source that that's inside of that throne room mm -hmm. and the energy sword starts to build and turns around and then as it like backs out and zooms out you see that it makes a godzilla symbol where the head is godzilla's face and then the the axes the row of axes behind it are just his spine almost like a trophy um that they had yeah and so then when that reacts uh simmons's daughter who was on the expedition as uh you know just to make sure everything was going on the up and up she decides to, hey, this is my chance. Let's just get the sa the sample and transmit it. So she gets the sample, transmits it. The The doctors, the good doctors are upset that they're trying to steal this resource that doesn't belong to them. Shocker. And, uh, you know, capitalists believe that what's what they find is, is mine. Mm -hmm. Mine, I tells you, mine. <laughs> so they immediately get the sample and they transmit it to the to the lab which Sarazawa begins to duplicate and replicate to uh, start controlling and powering up Mecha Godzilla. Uh, well, as soon as all that shit goes down, Godzilla ain't happy about that. And uh, the people start to turn on each other, which is like, come on, man. Is that really the best move you want to go with right here? Let's just start shooting the like, only other people that right are here. Right now? Here? Like, yeah, right, right now? Right, yeah, right, like right now? At, you think this is the best time? Can, you, can everybody just look around for a second? <laughs> let's just take in the stock of our situation yeah. at the moment no kidding <laughs> damn it and uh as then as soon as they're about to get away all of a sudden gojira's blast blows from the ground um and as that's going down all these weird bat-like creatures start to um come and go crazy and snatch up the people and then uh we got some good old fascist karmic justice foo mm -hmm. when the daughter tries to escape in her ship and kong catches it it's just like no 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 not so fast where are you and going school squeezes her like a great foo squeezes mm -hmm. and then she died foo see the bitch turned on them and she died because of it well so, that's what happens i guess moral of the story yeah yeah foo, moral of the story don't turn on your friends or else you die mm-hmm and so then uh, Kong, you know, realizing that the blast on the other end is Godzilla because Godzilla screams at him like, yo, what the fuck you doing in my home? And then Kong's just like, nah, bro, this is my home now. Gets his ax and he's like, oh, it's it's down, bro. It's it's going down. So he goes down it's the hole. It's on like Kong? Kong like Kong, foo. It's on like Kong. It's on like Kong. Yes, yes. God damn it. That's what I said. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so Fu gets to the other end. Shame. <laughs> Kong gets all the way to the other end while Godzilla is rampaging, realizing that Mecha Godzilla is about to be powered on. And and Kong ain't having none of that Fu. He comes in axe in hand and it's a it's it's own. It's own. Mm -hmm. And Fu's that it, it it's just one of the most epic battles we've seen ever it's like the way they 
the way they show off against each other when they first like when kong first comes out and like godzilla is like sniffing like stomping his foot his tail uh -huh. like as a sign of aggression like that was immediate like a direct reference to the kong versus godzilla movie when they're both in the suits and then like godzilla just smash it you know smacks its tail on the back and they're right. doing these weird like motions like it's pretty much what happens here and uh yeah man it, it just becomes a badass fight you know we see kong jumping on the buildings using wow using the uh the axe to you know dodge godzilla's beams realizing that it's you know almost like a shield um he starts throwing it at him he even damages kong with it or godzilla with it by cutting his leg and blinking and bleed and uh then um we see that awesome scene where kong jumps in the air with the axe has the beam hitting the axe directly and then smashes godzilla in the face with it like yes that, that was that dope. was so so badass yeah yeah and then uh and then we also see the scene where um like the foo said god kong gets the axe and just puts the hilt into fucking godzilla's mouth as he's trying to blow off another beam uh but Foos, we finally we finally got an answer as to who was the real victor, because even though Godzilla got round one and Kong did get part of round two, mm -hmm. uh, when round three started, Godzilla didn't have none of that. Uh, he he went for the he went for the kill. Foos, he went for the kill. He immediately separated Kong's shoulder. He started pretty much just throwing him against buildings almost killing him and then he gets him on the ground and then kong or uh, kong sitting there you know laying there godzilla gets his fucking big ass fat foot puts it in the middle of God, uh, kong's chest and just straight up yells at his face like stay the fuck down yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then kong's just like yo bro nah nah i ain't done you know he's kong is that dude that's like he just got his ass kicked he's on the ground but he's drunk but he's still laying around like i i could still beat you i got this right. somebody help me up do it <laughs> somebody help, Someone me, help up. me up yeah <laughs> give me give me a glass of water i'm fine I'm fine, coach. Put me back in, Mick. Cut me, Mick. Cut me, Mick. Cut me. <laughs> so You're a bum you know, rack. Godzilla, Godzilla realizes I, this dude's done. Whatever. I, I, I ain't gotta fuck with them no more. You know what I liked is uh, got uh, at some points Godzilla would just like smirk when he knew he like mm. threw a good punch, or yeah. he would just turn his back on Kong like, eh, I got, <laughs> I, I got what up you on up. you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. So he left him alone, and and Godzilla turned his attention elsewhere because he's bigger now... fish to fry, man. He's got another yeah, threat. Yeah, man. He's got he's got bigger problems than this little bitch ass fucking gorilla. Can't mm. stand can't stand up to him. Uh, and then we cut back to Apex, where they're finally gonna power up Mecha Godzilla using this new energy. And as soon as they use this new energy, uh, you know, you you wouldn't think that an alien monster from space um's brain would somehow have these special powers i mean who knew um you know because as soon as the the energy from the hollow earth touched the king Ghidorah brain king Ghidorah pretty much woke up yeah and said no 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 well this is this is my new body as uh one of my heroes neil degrasse tyson once said josh the universe is under no obligation to make sense to you <laughs> <laughs> you know what Fu? i like that answer thank you All thank right. you neil degrasse tyson yeah thank you very much 
<laughs> I don't know why uh, you, you looked up like if you were praying, but okay. Hmm. <laughs> He's throwing it out there into the universe. Ah, got it. Thank you, NDT. Thank you, NDT. NDT. <laughs> NDT. Uh, and then uh, Foos, the Mecha Godzilla, pretty much takes on a life of its own and becomes alive. That was and pretty Sarazawa's creepy. And Sarazawa's brain. It was. It was creepy. It was creepy. Oh, yeah. hell yeah, it oh, was. Because, yeah. It, you know, when you look at Sarazawa link up, his eyes just roll back or become like pale. Mm-hmm. And then his brain just becomes fried. Like King Ghidorah's like, nah, I don't need you. Yeah. Fries his ass. And then you see this, <laughs> which I thought was a pretty funny scene. You know, Simmons, the head of Apex, is about to go on this big monologue. <laughs> his back's turned to Mecha Godzilla. And then as he's at the crescendo of his monologue, Mecha Godzilla's like, all right, enough, enough of that shit. Enough of that bullshit. Just mashes through the fucking mm-hmm. observation deck and kills him. You and talk then, too you know much. What? who else but bernie but to realize i really wanted to hear with the end of that speech i really wanted to see where that was going yeah (laughs) i mean i i really did too sounded like a pretty good speech man i was captivated (laughs) and uh what a cop out for the writers it's like ah we don't we don't need to finish this monologue yeah exactly (laughs) like yeah you guys deserve a break let's just cut it that's lunch that's lunch. <laughs> and then Mecha Godzilla escapes and goes out into Tokyo and just wreaks, or in Hong Kong and just fucking wreaks havoc, man. He, he starts blasting everyone and everything and immediately gets the attention of Godzilla. And then we finally have the fight scene we've always wished we'd seen mm-hmm. Mecha Godzilla versus Godzilla. My it God, it through. paid off. It paid off so it well. Paid off so well. Mecha Godzilla was so agile so quick and big and powerful he had the rock he had the rockets on the side of his body he had the uh screw tail like the sharp Uh like tail like like the green ranger zord yes the dragon yeah 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 exactly exactly um he he, even his spines like those weird power coils Mm -hmm. like went up like godzilla's um you know and shifted and there was cannons Uh, in those too Cannons yeah. and uh, and rockets and, so that he can fly. And thrusters. Mm-hmm. There you go, thrusters. And thrusters mm-hmm. and thrusters so that he could fly and shift in the air and, and dodge, which he did. That was um, probably my favorite part about Mecha Godzilla is the, the fact that he can move so fast because he's using the thrusters to mm-hmm. move yep. from left to right. It was agile as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's such a great scene. And then, um, you know, Mecha Godzilla is about to fuck up Godzilla. You know, he has him on the ropes, and then we cut to the people, the, the scientists of Monarch, who realize that we need Kong. Like, Kong needs to, you know, needs to help out Godzilla. And Kong's barely alive. He's, he's clinging to life. They barely feel a heartbeat. And then they realize that they can utilize these heaves, these heave machines, their power source, and use it to cause, like, an EMP to jumpstart godzilla's heart mm-hmm. so kong's heart. uh sarsgard kong's heart kong's heart <laughs> yeah what did i say you said godzilla's heart godzilla eh, tomato tomato no no it's not <laughs> it's not though <laughs> <laughs> well foos then they jump start you know they use the heaves and they they rig it to um jump start kong's heart mm-hmm. he, he wakes up and he's fucked up, man. His shoulders all hanging, all loosey goosey. Mm-hmm. You know, he he tries to snap it back in, so he sees the nearest building, 
Uh, and like a normal man, like a man, you know, when you see your, when your arm's dislocated and you see a wall in front of you, a wall in front of you, just slam your shoulder into that wall and yeah. good to go. Snap it into place just like any football player would do. Pop. Yep. Yeah. Snap that shit into place and get back out there, son. Yep. Run some hair on it. Walk it off. Yep. Walk it off. <laughs> and that's immediately what Kong does. He walks it off and he goes right after Godzilla, who's about to get a fucking face beam to the mouth. Uh, King Ghidorah style. <laughs> yep. Yeah, man, and, uh, you know, it's funny because, remember, that is how Kong killed King Ghidorah in King of Monsters. Right. He literally got him, and he just blasted him straight through his mouth and mm -hmm. into the body. Right. And so that right there shows that King Ghidorah's consciousness is still alive and well inside of Mechagodzilla, and he remembers who, who Godzilla is, man. He, he holds the grudges. Right. He's like he's like that dude that used to get his ass kicked a lot in like eighth grade and stuff, and then over summer break freshman year just got buffed out again. It's just like I'm coming for you, Godzilla. I'm coming for you. <laughs> that that old '80s trope. Yeah. Fuck. So whoa, grew six inches and buffed out like thirty pounds of pure muscle. In the B in the B plot, some nerdy chick just uh, let her hair down too, and everybody figured out she was hot. Right. Yeah. yeah. Go, go figure. <laughs> We just throw some contacts Fu's... on the girl and yeah she's... yeah yeah Easy contacts on the put ice. her hair down mm -hmm. get a straightener yep. even maybe mm -hmm. even a crimper you know depend hey you know if, if you want to go there if you want to go there i mean if that's your taste mm -hmm. you know, i'm not no 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 judgment it's the 80s <laughs> it's the 80s Fu. it's the 80s so then foos kong comes to the rescue he saves his homie and he gives godzilla that look like yo I got you, son. This guy's much more of a problem than, than we, you know. Than well, not only knew. that, but the little girl told him that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't the dangerous one. The other one was the Yeah, the little girl told him, squash your beef, son. Yep. We got bigger fish to fry. Squash exactly. it. Squash it. Yeah. And then we got another awesome fight sequence where Kong and Godzilla are just, you know, exchanging blows against Mecha Godzilla, taking turns, you know, and then and Kong realizes that, shit, I brought a fucking axe with me. Where the hell is my axe? Mm -hmm. And uh, he gets it and he uses it surgically, Foo. Surgically, we got Kong finally got a win, Foo. Kong got the W. I know. It was, it was fucking dope how he did it, too. And, you know, Kong, the way he finishes off a fight is always pretty triumphant. At least the ones he wins, you know? Like yes. when we saw him with those flying things and he busts their... Their 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 jaws open and like he did you know back in the day with the the T Rexes, mm -hmm. um, he did it in a very cool way with Mecha Godzilla this time around. It's just a a brutality like mm -hmm. there's just a brutality behind it, but also you could see that he knows like what he's doing. Like his moves are planned, like almost his instincts are just you know perfect because we see him cut off his arms and then he rips off Mecha Godzilla's head, mm -hmm. pounds it out you know in a trophy and. He's the victor, man. He's the victor. He helped Godzilla take him out. Yep. So then, Fu, you think the sweet the beef squashed, right? Is beef it squashed? Is it though? We see them just, just standing off against each other, man. A good old Mexican standoff, <laughs> just looking at each other. Just... <laughs> yep. And then uh, Godzilla just looks at him. It's just like, almost like as if they had an understanding. Like, hey, man, look, I fucked you up twice already. Let's just let bygones be bygones. You have your side. I got my side. Yeah. Leave it at that. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. 
Sifu, and then we see Godzilla just swim off into the distance. You know, I really wanted him to like throw up the peace sign. Deuces. I did too, Fu. I was really hoping that we like, see oh, that. I, do it. I was really hoping that we just see him go like deuces. Yeah. Or <laughs> or bounce. if uh, or if uh, Kong went up to him like Jet Jaguar and like gave him a hearty fucking handshake. You know the you know the two handed <laughs> handshake. Like thanks, buddy. Thanks. That would have been the best way to end it too. <laughs> just see them handshake and then scene. Yeah. Scene. Credits. <laughs> Credits. <laughs> Credits, foo. And then, uh, yeah, then we go. We're cut to now a scene in uh, the Hollow Earth where Kong is now residing. Uh, Kong pretty much has just made Hollow Earth his new home. Yeah, it's better and than a dome. Yeah, foo. I mean, it's better than Skull Island than, yeah. than living in a freaking, you know, little dome and surrounded by a nasty storm. I mean, uh, it, it's, yeah. So now, you know, he's the king of the Hollow Earth. And then scene. It ends, foo. Mm-hmm. That's the end of Godzilla versus Kong. I liked it. I liked it, it, it a lot. No, uh, no end of credit scene. So you know, no, I'm just saving people time at this point. Um, it's all credits to the end, and it's what like a good solid ten minutes of credits. So uh, yeah, don't it's wait like, for yeah. it. It's a solid two hour movie. The two hours even movie. Um, they actually the the Hollow Earth scene was actually meant to be the end credit scene. Um, but they decided to just leave it in as the, um, you know, as an entire complete movie rather than right. have an end credit. Because right now, the MonsterVerse is up in the air. Um, there's no other movies that have been reported in the works. Um, so they're hoping that with the success of this movie, and again, this movie has been successful in the box office. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's revitalized movie theaters, definitely, especially during this pandemic. It's the first major blockbuster we've had in over a year, so it's it, it feels nice to to get a win, Foos. It feels pretty, nice to have a it, good movie. When it came out in China, it made like what was it sixty? They made their money. Sixty they made million. It was like one hundred and sixteen million opening yeah. opening day in China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got their money's mm-hmm. worth. As of March thirty first, uh, which was the debut of Kong's uh, Godzilla versus Kong, uh, we're looking at a seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's it's fresh, fresh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and and you know because of the some of the campiness uh, elements in there, you can't expect all of the critics to fall in love with it. I think seventy six is pretty solid. I personally would give it around like a, a, a maybe a an eighty. Personally, an 80 to 85. I haven't really thought too much about it, but if I'm going to give it a score, well, let's do it right now. Uh, since I've gone first, I volunteered myself for this. So uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and give this an 83. B minus. That's solid. Yeah. I enjoyed my, I enjoyed the shit out of it, especially the times where I was awake. <laughs> well, Fu, rewatch it again and give me your second opinion after you watch hey, it a second time. I mean, oh, that, that score's going to jump. Change. It may change. Sure. It may jump. It may jump. It may not. It may still. I, I think I'm pretty confident that I watched the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I saw the fucking movie. I missed a few okay. a few things here and there. Maybe some trivial things, as you guys might have pointed out earlier. But uh, I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. So with my 83, how do you guys compare to that? Well, Steph, you can go, and then I'll, I'll go last. You know what? I thought it was a solid um, 90 because I really liked Godzilla's facial expressions. That's what did it for me. (laughs) That's just uh, that was it. That was just and then plus it's so satisfying having watched the old Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. 
and how slow that shit was. Yeah. To watch it like as if it was in real time, like super fast. I was like, fucking finally with updated technology. Mm-hmm. I know they're mm-hmm. two different movies in two different eras, but you know, it was just so satisfying to watch. And the storyline was easy to follow. It was. Um, the characters weren't annoying at all. Mm-hmm. Um, even the kids were. Even Josh. Yeah, even Josh. He hey was man, just, he, he saved was the day, man. The he, perfect, he helped him out. Yeah, the perfect comic relief. Also, he came through with the van. He did come through with the van. That's what I'm saying, man. That's right. Came through with the van. I did miss out a scene where they were actually the help that helped bring down Mechagodzilla by destroying the satellite feed between ah. Godzilla, Mechagodzilla mm-hmm. and it with mm-hmm. the flask, with a flask that uh, Bernie was holding onto from his dead wife as like a last kind of drink kind of thing before he dies. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and as he was about to drink it, that's when Josh is just like, uh, drink and pours all the water on the computer system and just completely fries it, which any tech person to tell you, that's the first thing you should have fucking done. Uh, you know, power cycle it, <laughs> shut the fucking thing off. Yeah. But hey, look, you he, know? he only took one coding class during the summer and it was HTML. He didn't know what he was doing. He got locked out. It's enough. It's enough. HTML's enough if you know what you're doing. I want to change the color of the rendering of this character. <laughs> like that's how I that's what I learned with HTML. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know you know uh, when I learned HTML, like I feel like I, I had a formal fucking class, but if it wasn't for MySpace. Remember oh, my, right. We all learned HTML. We all learned HTML when MySpace was around because we had to customize our page. Right? Yeah, man, we got we had to look like the best goddamn you know, page ever, you know, have like Bold. music videos automatically playing in the mm-hmm. background. Mm-hmm. Bold italics, center. Yeah. All that shit. Yeah, dude, mine, mine was off the hook. Mine mine, mine had a, you know, I think GIFs were barely being introduced into the uh, into the zeitgeist. And uh, I put a, a GIF, a really, really cool looking GIF on the top of my MySpace page. It's just like a heartbeat kind of thing. It was just always going. But anyway. All right. Nobody for, cares. All right. <laughs> I wonder what would Thank happen you. if I try to access my MySpace. I never like deleted it. And none of us did, right? It just is went it away. Still, is, are the servers still up? I don't think. Well, no, not they, not no, if you're they, a musician. They, I think for all the music artists, they 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 took those down. So oh, which okay. which pretty much erased an entire decade's worth of local music. When I think we talked about it on the podcast a very long time yeah. ago, uh, where they just they an entire generation's worth of music is gone. Cause nobody like put that on CDs or anything. It was all everybody thought everything was going digital when with LimeWire and Napster doing their thing. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that tangent, Foo. Thank you. Thank no, you. For that I, I'm just saying that it's like it's like destroying. You know, like uh, you know, you know the Jedi's that library that the Jedi's have. It's like if you destroyed that library of Jedi's. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Fuck Thank you, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Josh, what's your score? We just compared. No, no, hold on, hold on. You just compared the MySpace servers to the Jedi archives. Let's just leave that out there, okay? This guy just confer, compared MySpace to the Jedi archives. Hey, shut up. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Point taken. Point All taken, right. Pooh. <laughs> so let's get to my review. So Steph had a nice, solid 90. Um, your reasoning was just for this 
for for once you actually had a decent review i'll give you that what the, the um, fucking the, the 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 facial expressions is not a reason no Josh. i went on and she I went, went on. on a little bit more yeah um but the facial expression here, was just like a comic thing okay uh, i'll up. add to steph's because i believe it was a 90 as well personally um especially after seeing all these other toho movies this movie really again took the essence of what um honda was doing with the original godzilla and brought it back they they took the elements of having these other humans storylines not really enveloping or taking over the whole you know uh plot line of godzilla versus kong like they're just very much subplots b stories like just take it for what it is you only want to focus on what really is going down between kong godzilla and these other titans um even um you know bringing back a lot of the other monsters that we saw at the beginning of it like in the beginning credits when you see like them go through and show all the other titans that were taken down by kong and godzilla to meet at the beginning um we see that rodan is actually dead at this point uh they did mm -hmm. confirm that mm -hmm. um like a lot of the other monsters godzilla just straight up killed it's like nah it's just me bro i don't want to deal with none of y'all motherfuckers um, it, it was great. It was just a great movie, um, a great way to, if this is the end of this trilogy that they made, um, uh, it would be a fantastic end if they ended it on this. I hope they don't, because I really hope they build on all the other little Easter eggs that they introduced in this movie. Like the with, Roswell you know, reference. Like the Roswell reference as well. I didn't even bring that up. Thanks for that, Foo. Mm -hmm. um, that that could potentially lead to the alien invaders, like Planet X maybe out there. Right. Um we may get like space Godzilla, which would be really dope. Um, well, it, it, there's just so much more that they can go through. We may get, I, I would really like them to bring Gigan, um, into all of this. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, uh, I, I give it a solid nine, uh, nine out of 10, a 90%. Um, I, I feel like it was a good solid movie and there were not that many negatives. I did point out a lot, but those are just little things you could just pick on. And for me, I'm just the kind of guy that likes to just pick on those little things because when it happens, it just eats at me for a little while. It's like, wait a minute. Did you, why? You why? can't ignore There's no them. logical reason. To you can't like ignore that. them. Like you can't, but, I know. but it adds to can't. the fun. I mean, you got to remember, this is not an R-rated movie. It's, no. it's, it's pretty much made for the family. And I thought that it was appropriate for all ages. Like they didn't really go overboard with anything. The the fight scenes were amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah, and um, you know what? Uh, I, I'm not gonna call it devil's advocate here, uh, Josh, but uh, I'm just gonna call it foo advocate. Okay. Uh, like if that. you know, because I can just imagine right now if the foo is has decided to you know press play on this episode <clears throat> at a later time, I can only imagine that he he can't stop vomiting by your ninety percent um, review. Because uh, 90% is the same score that you gave Justice League. Now, are you saying that Justice League was just as good as Godzilla vs. Kong? Well, Fu, in my opinion, yes. Because I, got, I felt the satisfaction from both. The same satisfaction I felt from Godzilla vs. Mm -hmm. Kong is the exact same way I felt watching Justice League. Um, it's just... You finally got all of these pieces, all of these storylines finally coming together, being put on the screen and done in a fashion that I felt did justice to the source material. Hmm. So that is my basis for giving these 90% to both of these movies is that the source material was 
that there was loyalty to it and it was still done in a way that didn't you know tarnish it or you know devalue it in any in any way so babe can you spell shit in here I don't think the foo buys it, man. Oh uh, well, f- well, you know what, foo? The foo's just a different alien, man. I, I, I can't speak for the foo. Um, we'll, we will get his uh, interpretation on the next time he shows up. I will see if he can even record a little recording for us because I'm sure he'll be pissed off after hearing this podcast. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. He's gonna have Guaranteed. some words for us. He will have some um... words, foo. He will have to like, come on. You think he's going to let me slide by fucking up Godzilla and Kong all those times? No, sir. No, sir. Yeah. He will know. I, he will let me know I fucked up. It's OK, but. man. It's all right. I, I, I'll get I'll, I'll go easy on you there. Uh, but but the 90 percent score, I got to I got to I got to bring up the foo because uh, I think he's simpatico with me and not give you know, I don't think it was as good as uh, Justice League. I think Justice League earned its 90 percent. I think that um, there was a lot. I mean, the fighting scenes in Justice League were dope as fuck. Uh, the storyline and the progression was very satisfying. I'm not saying that it wasn't for Godzilla versus Kong, but there there was a lot more campiness. Of course, it's, it's, it's not an R-rated movie like Justice League was, but if we're if we're comparing apples to apples, it's I don't know that it lives up to it, and that's why my 83... Now, that may change. Once I actually watch it, I'm probably not going to be as uh, impaired this time around. I Uh, mean, Foo, even 88 and 87 is justifiable in my eyes, mm. you know, as long as it's in a high high B range. Um, Because, again, it's not as bad... It's not that bad to give it... For me, in 83 is it would have a lot more flaws. Um, It's not a flawless movie, I'll mind you. The campiness is there, but... I think I personally can tolerate campiness a little more than you. Um, yeah, you're probably, right. you're probably right. Um, so, so that is why, for me, it was much more tolerable <laughs> than for you. Food. So dig so. this. If it didn't have Bernie, uh, Maddie, and Josh in there, like at all, because, you know, they, you can cut them out and the movie still works and progresses probably about the same. Uh, to me, that score would be a little higher because they provided the campiness. They did provide the campiness, but they also provided a fa- uh, a key role to it because they were the ones that helped bring down Mechagodzilla, and they were pretty much their their whole purpose in the movie was just to introduce us to Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. That's their entire purpose because otherwise, how would we have logically gotten to the track of them revealing Mechagodzilla? Like, they 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 served as for for me they served as the audience yeah being inserted in the movie right. Yeah, like, you're you're right. They were, yeah, yeah. May, uh, maybe they. Sh- uh, to me, I think there there probably would have been uh, another way to do it. Uh, then again, it would have just been a little bit more grown up than it, thus taking away the campiness of it. Which mm-hmm. okay, you know. It, so I'm gonna learn to live with that. Uh, but and, and my 83 score may change. Like I said, if I watch it one or two more times, it may go up. It may go down. Shit, I may end up liking it less. Uh, well, I doubt that. I honestly do. Now that I know what to look for in certain areas and, and I might gain a better appreciation for certain things, um, it, it may go up. But I don't think it'll get close to a B plus to me. I think it'll be hmm. either a solid B or a B minus if it's going to get upgraded. Mm. Okay. All right. That's a fair That's a fair point, Fu. And again, we all, 
all our vi- opinions are valid. No one's invalidating anyone's opinions and scores here. Yeah, fuck your but, opinion, uh, bro. We'll see what the foo says. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I'm saying no one here is invalidating anyone's oh, okay, scores gotcha. and opinions. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, <laughs> but you know, we'll wait for the foo's response. Uh-huh. That, that may change. And uh, again, you listeners out there, you can make your own opinions as well. But uh, definitely, even if before watching this movie. I would recommend watching the the other Godzilla from 2014, the Godzilla King of Monsters, and Kong Skull Island. Um, because if you haven't seen any of those three, some of the references may go over your head. Um, but just at least watch those three. Also, uh, and, and if you have extra time, go ahead and watch the old uh, the King Kong versus Godzilla and Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Oh, obviously, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely watch those. Um, Again, those are way more campier and uh, <laughs> yeah. way more cheesy, Might but take it for harder. what it is, guys. Yeah, exactly. Might be a little harder to get through those mm-hmm. old movies. Watch it with your kids. That's really Very what they're much. made for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, your kids nice will appreciate it. nice way to your kids to Godzilla. Yeah. Especially if they're little kids. Don't ever show like them. Like elementary school. Son of Godzilla, <laughs> though. Don't ever show them that. Nobody needs to watch Mm-mm. Son of Godzilla. Mm-mm. That doesn't I need agree. to happen ever. I agree. Please right. don't. I, let's just forget about that movie altogether. Please, it never existed. Yeah, uh, and uh, until he comes back in the next actual Godzilla with a, just the same dude in the in the ugly suit amongst the CGI. Like that sounds I like a donkey. Petitioned earlier. The the you guys yes. could go to my change.org page for that. <laughs> <laughs> Send me the link, foo. I, I got will. you. All right, cool. Is that gonna do it for uh, the Podzilla for today, guys? See, foo. That is it for the triumphant. Godzilla versus Kong. Yes, it was awesome. All right, well, everybody, thanks for sticking around for that. And uh, everybody stick around for music highlights after this. Music Highlights is brought to us by a tuba glue, the best glue for your tuba. Mm. Foos? Nothing, huh? All right. Yes. Mm. Cue the crickets, Foo. Oh, Cue for fuck's sake. Okay. Up first, I've got uh, I've got new music by Garbage. You guys knew? Uh, you guys know Garbage is back and working on a new album? I heard Foo. I heard rumblings. Yeah, man. So Garbage is back with a new album called No Gods, No Masters. That's coming out this year. The song that I wanted to uh, share with you guys was The Men Who Rule the World. Now, Garbage, as we know, it was one of the one of those 90s bands. You know, it, it wasn't exactly grunge. It was very much alternative. But it you can you can fit them in some of the grunge scene with some of the songs like I'm Only Happy When It Rains and shit like that. that everybody really knows Garbage for. I think that garbage throughout the years they've evolved quite a bit, and I think they're they've they've pivoted with this new album, particularly this this song. It's very electronic. They use a lot of sampling in this one with uh, different kinds of noises. In fact, it kind of sounds very eight bit ish. It's uh, it sounds like the old Mario games when you actually listen to it. 
I enjoyed it, although it's a little different and maybe not in the scope of ki- the kinds of songs I would normally listen to. But Shirley from Garbage, you can't not love her. I mean, she has one of the great voices in, in 90s rock. And uh, Butch Vig, man, that's the, that's the dude who produced the, the Nevermind album for Nirvana. And he's he's been their drummer for Garbage since forever. So uh, a lot of cool people that, you know, I always like to tip the cap to because they're, they're to me, they're the 90s radio gods that we all grew to love when we were when we were a lot younger than we are now. So everybody check out this new song by Garbage. There's definitely a message, and Shirley really has something to say with this song in particular. It looks like she just wrote down the list of everything that's pretty much pissing her off from the world these days and turned it into yeah. a song. Uh, I love it. I don't know. It, like I said, it's not the type of song I would normally listen to, but I, I guess when you when you introduce that that heavy fucking chorus, you know it's garbage. So they they're masters at their craft. And whoa, man. Whoa, whoa. You don't gotta gotta call it garbage. And God stuff. damn it. It's still it's a good song. Dude. They're garbage though. Oh wow, food! So, so disrespectful. <laughs> anyway, uh, everybody, I'm looking forward to the rest of this album when I have an opportunity to listen to it. Uh, I hope it sounds like this, and that again, it's not something I would normally say. I hope, but I hope the rest of it sounds like this. It kind of reminds me of a little bit of Nine Inch Nails, a little bit of like Chemical Brothery, and mix it in with all the alternative rock that we all know and love from the mid to uh, early '90s. I don't know about you guys. Alternative to what? To the oh, mainstream. Oh my god, alternative. Oh my god. No, did you know that a lot of bands did not like that? Yeah, I know. They thought they were they were it. They yeah. thought that they were the scene. So when they were called alternative, they were alternative to what? It's like no, Dick. It, you, there's other things that are like pop that more people are listening to <laughs> in society. So I like the song. Yeah, I, uh, I enjoy the shit out of I it. Especially love the chorus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Guess who's back, Foos? And no, it's not Eminem. Oh, Josh. 
Rob Zombie's back with a new album. Dang, Rob Ooh, Zombie. Remember Rob Zombie? Hell this yeah. guy does does no wrong. Rob Zombie, it, not only does he make badass like scary movies, but he still makes badass freaking metal industrial music. There's a new album that he's coming out with called The Lunar Injection Kool-Aid Eclipse Conspiracy. And this song in particular is called Crow Killer Blues. And it just sounds like fucking like Rob Zombie. He's always in the pocket. It's like ACDC and the Ramones. You know, those bands that just keep making the same album, but you still love it. Yeah. And Social Distortion. Rob Zombie keeps making a Rob Zombie album and there's no way you don't love it. So and the intros are amazing. So check this out. Crow Killer Blues. Zombie has survived like three generations in a row of different like tastes of in music, uh, still doing the same thing he's ever done, and just being a master at it. Like again, he, and nobody he transcends rock and roll and metal music. Like no, it's like a Twinkie. I've said it before. You know, it's it's its own thing. It's not a pastry. Rob Zombie is not a metal artist. He's fucking Rob Zombie. It's, ro- it's only Rob Zombie. Yeah, <laughs> I love Rob Zombie. I. I think my favorite album is Sinister Urge. Yep. And I would just listen to that on loop when I first got it. I would just listen to it constantly day after day. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Can't, you can't do any wrong. And number three, uh, Foos. Uh, back in, uh, well, this is, this, is a, oh, this week in music history, back in 1987, U2 entered the U.S. album chart at number seven with the Joshua Tree album, making it the highest chart new entry in America for seven years. So uh, one of the songs that I picked out of that particular album, which, by the way, from front to back, that album is, is pretty great. 
Um, fucking amazing. Yeah. Amazing album. That entire album is insane. And the song I picked is the one everybody knows and loves from this album, Where the Streets Have No Name. Yeah. You guys remember this particular music video? Uh, I think Bono still had his mullet in this one, and it's the music yeah, video where they're like on this big float or this big truck, just going all all around. Was it New York City? I think, and they're just no, sing, singing this song. It was here in L.A. Yeah, this was the song when um, that got uh, that got them on the map because they actually played this on K Rock. Yeah, 
this was that song that they played on K Rock, and they were they're going around on top of a uh, truck, mm-hmm. you know, performing. And then like I think that's when they stopped at a couple of buildings and got off, shot some of it because they were shooting this music video. Yeah, and no one really knew what was going on because it was the eighties. No one knew what the fuck was going on in the eighties. We didn't have the internet them. in the eighties. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, such a great song though. Such a great album. Joshua Tree's fucking definitely one of my favorite albums to listen to. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen U2 in concert? No. Not in person, but I've seen them on like their concerts on YouTube. And I stuff. tell you, like awesome. I I've only ever seen U2 once. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those concerts that are so epic. Like if you get a chance to watch this band, you know, when the world opens up again. They, they really spend a lot of money in their production. They do. And they put on a long show, too. Yeah. So you're definitely going to get your money's worth. But, oh, my God, listening to this song, like, just reminds me of just being in the crowd. And they really do play the whole intro. Yeah. Up until when Ed starts playing they let it the breathe. guitar. Mm-hmm. And then you, oh, the crowd just goes crazy. Oh, man, I miss that. And listen, oh, I, I, yeah. I, I've been known to criticize you two. I, I, I've gone as far as I, I even call the Edge a hack by overusing the delay pedal on his guitar. Um, but if you two never existed, we would have never had other great bands like Muse uh angels and airwaves to a lesser extent which pretty much bit them off if you ask me uh, i mean come on they overuse the delay pedal just as much as the edge does uh but you know what I, you know what i mean i really yeah. want to go there but i uh i think i i personally realize that i underappreciate them and uh the reason i don't enjoy or appreciate the edge is because he does overuse the delay pedal but that's what makes him him that's what makes his sound unique that's to him nobody e- no i mean as many people use the delay pedal in other bands but not like he does and i think no he, that's he, like his like that's almost like as if that's the only pedal he owns um <laughs> yeah. like, like similar to like pete frampton and like the wah 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 like it's just those are like oh, the, the talk sounds box. that are just yeah the talk box yeah. like those are just the sounds that are just synonymous with those musicians right. and yeah, Edge is going to go down in history as the man that overused the delay pedal. Right. But he does it so well. He does though. it really just, well. I got to give him He does it really well. And like Tom and Morello he, uses the whammy pedal. Like, yeah. He, they, uh, Jimi Hendrix used the wah pedal. Like, it's it happens. It happens. It, it does, yeah. So you just have to take it for what it is and just enjoy the work they made. And yeah, I mean, I, I get it, dude. I get it. U2 has not been perfect, <laughs> especially yeah. like the last couple of albums. Right. Um, what is it, Matador? Hello, hello. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, the one that magically appeared yeah, on everybody's yeah, iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one? The one that magically appeared on everybody's iPhone that one time. Yeah. It still like, does. Wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't download this I didn't song. Download this? How did it get on here? <laughs> I feel so violated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. That's- Good little Josh batch Chase. for uh, for this week. So uh, I think that's going to do it for Music Highlights. And everybody stick around for the Foo Facts. <laughs> All right. Well, the Foo Facts is brought to us by Uber Skeets. Have the brothel come to you. <laughs> What's the number for this, Foo? Uh, you, it's, this? it's an app. Oh, damn yeah, it. It's an app. I don't have enough space on my phone. Oh. I What? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Why not? Start deleting some shit, man. Yeah, no kidding. I got a lot of other stuff saved on there. Don't ask questions, food. I'm sure you Don't do, ask. sir. Put I'm sure you do. 
clouded. All right, well, the, uh, I, I got foo facts for us today, unless you do too there, uh, Joshy boy. Oh, I do too, foo. So do you want to go uh, back and forth on this as well? All let right, me so let me, let me go first. Let me go first. Go for it. All right. Go for it. Foo fact number one. Number uh. <laughs> the first computer was invented in the 1940s. It was the Electronic Numerical Integrator and Computer, or the ENIAC, originally built at the University of Pennsylvania School of Engineering in 1946. ENIAC weighed 60,000 pounds and took up a room larger than most studio apartments. Shortly after construction, ENIAC was sent off to the military where it was used to calculate ballistic trajectories uh, or launch missiles with frightening accuracy. Today, computer experts at Penn credit ENIAC with heralding the dawn of the information age. Sifu, and it was also the computer used for the Nazi decoding, mm-hmm. um, made popular in the movie Imitation Game. Yep, you watch yep, that. Yep, yep. See. All right, nice one, nice one, Foo. Here's here's another one for his. Try this one off the slice. Foos, did you know that glaciers and ice sheets hold 69% of the world's freshest water? So just over 96% of the total amount of the world's water is held in its oceans. According to The Water in Crisis, a guide to the world's freshwater resources via the U.S. Geological Survey. However, that primarily, that's primarily salt water. The bulk, to find the bulk of the world's freshwater, you need to trek to the poles, as 68.7% of it is encased in ice caps, uh, permanent snow, and glaciers. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think they are drilling in like the glaciers, right, for like freshwater samples and stuff or like moving over yeah moving them to like tahoe or something i guess i don't know uh, th- those things are melting anyway let's drink them <laughs> right we need it we need them nah i i don't know i'm i'm conflicted on that because we do need them to stay up so that we don't flood ourselves i mean we're about to have fucking shoreline property over here in ontario Beachfront, beachfront property, food. I'm saying, in a couple decades, it's gonna be nice. Any minute now. <laughs> Any minute now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. My foo fact is: space smells like seared steak. I want to go to there. According to some former astronauts, space does have a distinct odor that hangs out post-spacewalk. They've described it as a hot metal or a searing steak. That's their skin melting. Is it? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) All the radiation. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) Someone's cooking a filet. All right, what do you got? All right, foos. Um, did you know that the fastest gust of wind ever recorded on Earth was 253 miles per hour? Ooh. That was just uh, one of the Foo's bowel movements. Yep, yep. Gotta avoid that West Coast Philly cheesesteak. So, Foos, in 1996, a tropical cyclone named Olivia hit off the coast of Barrow Island, 
Australia with it's such a force that it broke an incredible record. According to the Weather Channel, Olivia's eye wall produced five extreme three-second wind gusts, the peak of which was 253 miles per hour. So imagine 253 miles per hour in just a matter of three seconds. Jeez. That's in, that is that's scary. Crazy. Yeah, I would pretty much just fling you. Yeah. The, yeah. The wind's like, the, yeet. The, sh- the sheer force of the winds alone could have possibly killed you. Yeah. Like, pretty much. Like, yeah. It's breaking your it's, bones it's, as you're flying. Yeah. Oof. Oh. It's pretty much Oof. like, you know, you remember in, uh, in Justice League where Superman picks up Lois and then you hear a sonic boom? Both me and Steph look at each other like, oh, my God, he killed her. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. That's yeah, like nobody would That's survive true. a sonic boom. No, she did. Wait, she's a fucking human. <laughs> she doesn't have solar radiation like you do. She's liquefied. Oh, pretty much. Super. Or spaghettified. You know, in uh, Big Bang Theory, Sheldon brings a pretty good argument about the original Superman movie when he's going up to catch Lois Lane falling down. Mm-hmm. He's like, he should have cut her in half. Mm-hmm. He's like, the man, he is the man of steel for crying out loud. The speed at which he was going to grab her and caught her, yeah. she should have been cut in half as soon as she hit his arms. Unless he slows down for that split moment so that, you know, he's just breaking her fall rather than breaking her completely. She's still moving too fast. It's yeah, like she has it's, her, it's her like, projection. Yeah. Like terminal velocity and shit. Yeah, she's moving yes, too fast. Foo. Is there any way, way where we we can keep her alive no. in this scenario? No, once she hits terminal velocity, that she's done. Yeah, dude, she should have died. It was scientifically what, what? Okay, so dig this. So what if he catches her and still pushes her down and then soups back up? Even though we never see that actually happen. Sh- well, that might work. Like scooping her, like literally yeah, scooping like scoop her, up her up, yeah, into she'll, a U. That yes, that would have that, worked. Yeah. Rather than crashing well, that, into her, like she'll probably crash. Yeah, a rather than ribs. going straight on into her from yeah. right below her. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that would work. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Or even maybe even coming from the side, like getting her from the side and catching. Yeah. Like, uh, no, yeah. it it'd have to be. She, he she Superman would have to be above her and push her down and up to the side. He would he would have to change her direction. Yeah. We'll have to ask Snyder about this later. Well, we could just Way to go, Richard physicist. Donner, making some scientifically illogical scene and such. Anyway, if we go proceed. E is the most common letter and appears in 11% of all English words. Yeah. Not in so- Russian, foo. Well, I'm not. I'm talking about the English language. Uh, according to Oxford Oxford dictionaries, the next most popular letter was A, which appears in around 8.5 percent of all words. Uh, and like we said last week, the least common letter is Q. How quaint! Mm, no, that's not no. That's not the definition of quaint. <laughs> Quiet. Way to use that wrong, Steph. Read a book. <laughs> and see how many cues you find. <laughs> I can't find any cues except for when it says Q. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. Here, try this one on foos. Did you know the best place in the world to see rainbows is in Hawaii? Hmm? Fu, 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 
It's even on their license plates. Sifu, they even have a football team called the Rainbow Warriors. Nice. I'm not even making that up. <laughs> the Hawaii, the University of Hawaii football team. No. The Rainbow Warriors. There you go. Sifu, so if you're an avid rainbow gazer and want to get your fill on the beautiful phenomenon, look no further than the beautiful state of Hawaii. Hawaii. Mm-hmm. A study published by the American Meteorological Society in 2021 noted that air, the area's mountains produce sharp gradients in clouds and rainfall, which are key to abundant rainbow sightings. Air pollution, pollen, and large amount of cresting waves also help put Hawaii on the top list when it comes to rainbow quantity and quality. So that rainbow may not just be a rainbow, may also be some radiation. All right. Like Aurora Borealis. Breed on the mutants. <laughs> All right. A dozen bodies were once found in Benjamin Franklin's basement. The bones were discovered during a 1988 renovation of the house and were identified as being from nearly a dozen people, including six children. The most plausible explanation is not mass murder, but an anatomy, an anatomy school run by Franklin's young friend and protege, William Hewson. Sure. Yeah, wink. That's not to say that there wasn't any funny business going on. The resurrection men could deliver bodies stolen from graveyards to the Thames Wharf at the bottom of the street, while there was a weekly public execution at the gallows on the other side of the garden wall. Is what they say. So there was, a, I mean, the acquisition or the way that they got these bodies was shady, but I mean, they were being used for like the medical school. Food. This guy was a secret Dr. Frankenstein trying to build a monster and such. Mark that's, my words. That's why he wanted to uh, harness electricity. Seafood, it's all coming together. Holy shit. He's the original Frankenstein. All right. All right, Foos. Try this one off of slice. Did you know that dentistry is the oldest profession in the world? Really? Yeah, I always thought it was prostitution, but go figure. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, (laughs) Foos, except in England, dentistry goes all the way back to when humans first had teeth. (laughs) Well, not that long. But however, one study found that evidence of teeth being drilled in skulls that dates from 7,500 to 9,000 years ago, the holes were likely made using a prehistoric bow drill. So could that be the work of the first dentist? Other biting research conducted by the University of Bologna, Italy, on a 14,000-year-old skull found that one rotten tooth in the jaw had been deliberately scoured and scraped with a tool. That makes dentistry one of the oldest recorded professions and is definitely a reason to smile. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> You're welcome. Gross. <laughs> I can't even imagine that without any anesthetic. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. So many people have died, I'm, I'm assuming. like. Uh, yeah, you know, well, I'm sure they weren't perfect. Especially but... when the people would just yank out the teeth and just leave them toothless. Yeah. You, you know they lost jaws. All right, let's see here. Pringles aren't actually potato chips. 
The next time you see a can of Pringles Foos, take a closer look. You won't see the word chip anywhere on the packaging, and that's because Pringles aren't made of thinly sliced potatoes, but instead are dehydrated potato flakes pressed into their signature parabolic shape. What, that's what makes them less greasy. But when other potato chip manufacturers complained, they, the Food and Drug Administration ruled that Pringles could, couldn't be marketed as chips the company eventually settled on potato crisp. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Sifu, that's why I'm a let's man. Because let's is my chip. Keep your damn hands off my let's. Is that... Did you just do a commercial? My uh, what? No, fool. Not at all. All just, right. You don't look like let's potato chips. All right, man. Bring it home. Bring it home. <laughs> all right, foos. Here it is, foo. Here's it. Here's the winner. Did you know that the entire world's population can fit inside Los Angeles? Oh, wow. Kind of already feels that way. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> we don't need any more than what we no. got. We're full. <laughs> so the world's total population is more than 7.5 7 billion people. Mm -hmm. And obviously that number sounds huge. However, it might feel a little more manageable once you learn that if every single one of those people stood shoulder to shoulder, they could all fit within a 500 square miles of Los Angeles. Interesting. So Let's hope that never villain, happens. All, all a supervillain needs to do is just get 7.5 7 billion people to stand shoulder, shoulder to shoulder in L.A., uh -huh. blow up L.A., and then they got the whole world for themselves. There How long is. do you think that would take? Um, you know, a week. Right? Let's a just, week? Let's just say you were able to successfully <laughs> mind control everybody uh -huh. to walk into L.A. Right. And then do I that. mean, chances are half of those people are already here to begin with right. sightseeing, so it's just a right. matter of getting them in vehicles right. and, you know. I mean, we got like plenty the, of transportation like around here. Other continents. Seafood, and then you airlift the rest. Can we kill Garcetti first? <laughs> I just don't like Garcetti. He'll do himself in. <laughs> Can we make sure that he dies first? He'll do yes, foo. Yes, we'll all we'll make sure we pack everyone into the mayor's office. Food. Can't first, stand that guy. And then spread out. Cannot stand that guy. <laughs> oh my God. That's why foo. You live in San San Bernardino County, so you don't got to worry about LA County. Yeah, but I gotta work in LA County. Ah, uh, okay. Good point. Yeah. We all do. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Well, Foos, that is uh, episode 225, a successful Podzilla, might I add, sans the Foo. You know, um, when the Foo gets back, I'm sure he's going to have a lot to say about it. But for now, it was a successful Podzilla. Good job, Josh. Thanks for hosting yeah, that. Thanks for doing that. Bravo. You're welcome, Foos. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I think uh, we might have a treat before we came on to do the podcast for the next time. Uh, you know who hit me up? Guess. Hope. No. The foo. Oh. No, okay. no, hope's gone. He got the guy flaked. He's not coming back. <laughs> Still no hope, huh? No, right. no hope. Right up. Uh, uh G Baby hit me up. Oh. And uh, oh. apparently, get this. He has a he has an unfortunate story to tell us about a recent trip to Hawaii. He got COVID. No. Better. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh okay. 
<laughs> and uh, you know, we'll head it, we'll let I'll tease it there, and we'll uh, let him discuss it on next week's episode where he'll make a featured appearance. So everybody, stick around for that. I uh, let's try to get more music uh, musical guests on uh, ones that yeah, won't we'll flake. That. Let's well, let's work on that. Let's make it a concerted effort, especially now since uh, we're going to be getting uh, our our second shot in a couple weeks. So we already got my first vaccine. I think you did too, Josh. Mm-hmm. See, uh, my second my one. Sore as fuck. Yeah, it was. It felt like somebody gave me all my birthday punches in that one arm. I don't miss, I don't miss that feeling. Yeah. Man. And uh, I get mine on the 19th. I, th- I think you said you, you get yours a couple days after that, right? Mm-hmm. Sifu, and then we're free to roam the world again. Well, no, by the, by the wait of, 10 days. Yeah, by the end days. of April, we'll, we'll be able to. That's fine. Just yeah, May, May is my month. Indiscriminately just French kiss a stranger is what June 1st whoa, will whoa, be. Whoa. And they get punched in the face, go to jail, and you get me too There you go. Yeah. That's how you live. That's, that's how, how you live in 2021. That's that's freedom for you. There's, <laughs> there's still STDs out there. Right. It's all right, Foo. That second shot, man, that's going to change my, my chip to 5G. And then oh, right. with 5G, we I'll be able to, to access the matrix. Right. Okay. We won't have to zoom it anymore, right? We'll just, yeah, man. We'll just I'll just be able to think it. Right. Yeah. We'll just share it with us. What a time to be alive. <laughs> all right. Well... Thank you all very much for listening into the Food Bar Show. Thanks for hitting subscribe and remember to rate, review, and tell your friends like a freaking champion. You can always reach us and check out our merch at foobarshow.com. That's F-O-O-Bar-Show.com. And search F-O-O-Bar-Show on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram. Check us out. Drop us a line and we'll food up like a couple of foods. I've been Josie. I've been Josh. And Steph. Signing off, Sam. Don't be a dick!